0: Coming up on episode 29 of Pixel Gaiden. Exclusive news from the future is 8-bit. Eric discusses primates, again. Tim joins the guys as they catch up. All three of them talk about anime romance. Cody and Eric open a package. We interview Matthew Ackerman. We talk more mods. The retro game news you know and love.
1: And Tim reviews some food. One. Another visitor. Stay a while. Stay forever. Welcome to Pizza Guy
2: Featuring Cody, Eric, and Tim Drew! Now, here are your hosts, Eric Nelson! And Cody Hoffman! That's my name, don't wear it out. Welcome to Pixel Gaiden. I'm not going to say my name again, but this is... Eric Nelson! Hey, Eric Nelson! Applause! <laughs> so this is the second episode of February. February, yes. which no one ever pronounces that R. February. It's Cody's birthday! And it's my birthday! Drop that knowledge bomb on you. Try to get my new sound effect, like, in <laughs> as much as possible. I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah, so hopefully you had a wonderful Valentine's Day, Eric.
3: Oh, it was so romantic.
2: It Wasn't it, though?
3: It was lovely. My wife
2: and I went uh, to Old Lodi. Ooh. Spicy. and uh <laughs> spicy lodi that's what they say yeah actually what they say is stuck in lodi again <laughs> that is a credence song about said lodi which is funny because they play it at their high school football games oh do they, they play that song as if they're proud of people being stuck in lodi wow but yeah anyways we went down there and did a wine and chocolate event where you got to go to all these wine wineries and pretend i liked wine and then you don't like and, wine? And in theory, eat chocolate and pretend I was willing to pay extra for the chocolate. Yeah. You don't like wine, It was wine, romantic. No? I, I'll i drink it, but you per- it's I either mean, good or bad. I don't...
3: I definitely, and I'm not just saying this because of our show, but I love, I, I, I would much prefer beer over wine. Well,
2: that's what kills me is most of the places in Lodi have <laughs> like eight taps, yeah. too. Yeah. So we're sitting there and they're like, you know, your wristband gets you wine tastings. And I'm like, you guys have four hazies on tap and I want to try them all. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, you have to pay for those." I'm like,
3: oh. "Yeah, I, I I like wine. I I mean, I every once in a while I'll enjoy it, but I do prefer beer over wine. But,
2: but this is not a wine. This podcast. is not a wine. show.
3: Talk- we be talking like this?
2: And Otherwise, we'd be talking like <laughs> Tim Drew and acting all smarty pants. <laughs> oh, Tim. My smarty. bad. He <laughs> just sounds smart. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? He does sound
3: smart <laughs> And he is smart oh, yeah. His segments <laughs> have a lot more information than ours on, a, on any given day Yeah, this is true
2: But we're a retro video game podcast That's And a right. retro vi- inspired video game podcast Who also likes to talk and drink beer But we always start every episode With a couple of quick questions
3: Quick questions
2: I think I got the first one here, yep, Eric
3: You're up to bat
2: do you have games that you will play even though you would have no interest in doing that activity in real life?
3: Yes, I do. I guess I do um, A lot of of course a lot of the sports ones like uh, tennis, let's say I mean I love there are some tennis like Mario tennis um, Hello Kitty tennis <laughs> or, So You have no
2: interest in dressing up in Japanese no. um Mascot attire school, school, and playing tennis school
3: uniform <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not have any interest in that. And this one's going to break your heart, but like I find, um, I find racing games a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. I, I I find car racing games fun, but I have no interest in doing that in real life. Like no interest in racing.
2: I forgot to mention this in our last episode. We're yeah. going to do it again here with okay. the patrons. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason I did the introductions for a car race yeah. with our patrons yep is because the daytona 500 is coming up which is the first nascar race of the year yeah that's and i'm true. excited eric i'm well, excited that's... for the race cars for the vroom vroom that's awesome that's and fantastic the left
3: turns yeah all the left turns all the left turns yep but yeah so there, the games like that mainly the sports i don't play in real life the car racing um you know i think that's about, those, those what, the about key ones. what
2: about what about do you like? I know you like some golf games. Like, I do. Do you play them. golf?
3: I don't. Never. I, I've I've gone to driving ranges. I've never played on a real golf.
2: Would that be interesting though? Would you I do would. that?
3: I would love to. Okay. Do that.
2: What about fishing?
3: I fished with my dad a lot, and he would yell at me and tell me how stupid I was because I wasn't catching fish. <laughs> I was talking too much. I didn't mean to
2: peel that that <laughs> scab, but okay.
3: Yeah. So I I I took my son fishing twice. And
2: yelled at him and told him he was doing it wrong. No, no, no I, I didn't. I had you broke the from, chain. I, learned,
3: I broke the chain.
2: Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I can't remember. It's a good thing. Okay, in that case, it's a good thing. Okay, good.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> fishing, I I do like I do like video game fishing, and I I like fishing. It's kind of a zen thing, like in real life, but uh, I don't do it very often.
2: I got sucked into when I popped my Dreamcast in recently. Yeah, I got sucked into Sega Bass Fishing. Yeah, it's like arcade fishing, and it's so fun. I, I love it. I see, love I, it.
3: I thought you had to have the fishing peripheral for that. You can do it without pole. it, but you I can.
2: I started looking into it, and it's not easy to get. There, I mean, well, it's easy to get, but they're twenty five bucks.
3: That's not bad.
2: You would think those old random peripherals for a device, no one that you know, they should be everywhere, and they should be like two dollars at, at the thrift store. That's true, but they're like twenty five bucks. So, yeah i still might get one though because this
3: is a game pretty cool
2: there's sega bass fishing there's sega marine world fishing which you catch like uh sailfin like the marlin and stuff like that
3: i've never played any of the fishing games they're, fun. On the they're so fun
2: they? i think they're great but cool and i get legit excited my daughter was in here watching me play it and she was getting excited with me trying to catch a fish over like 18 pounds
3: that's cool I'll have to check that out. And then
2: the fight's really fun. You're trying to reel them in without breaking the line so you have to pay attention to the line tension and where to turn your rod tip and stuff.
3: But you have interest in all those things, right? So what are the games
2: for you? There, I don't think there is a game that I would not be interested in
3: trying the real, trying the real
2: thing. For the most part, I mean, I was thinking about pretty much all of it. Cooking, I'm like, I'll cook. Flight simulators,
3: um, you would love to fly for real. Like, learn how to fly, get your license I mean, and all that?
2: I am afraid of heights. Well, there you go. I actually don't have a problem flying, though. but um, Actually, so I just got back from a trip in, in L.A. Yeah. Where we did iFly, which is the indoor skydiving. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd be terrified, but it was a blast. It was a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, that one, yeah. Would you do regular parachuting? No. Yeah, I wouldn't either. No. But But um, I'm not afraid of heights. I just think it's kind of silly to risk your life in that way for no, for no gain for no gain now as a younger man before i had a family i probably would have done it yeah i probably would have done i it.
2: think bungee jumping's terrifying i'd rather jump out of a plane yeah bungee jumping you're already really close to the ground it's just like cool i'm going to see how close i can get to it first
3: right know. yeah no i i i wouldn't do that now i maybe i'm just a sensible person with a family and people that depend on me i'm not going to do those things i'm just not a risk taker like that
2: I have, intru- I have an i have a i have a great solution what's that a game that I would love to play, even though I have no interest in doing it in real life, yeah. would be almost every game where you shoot people while they're shooting back at you. <laughs> That's true. I think, I think that covers it. Yeah. That's Score one for Cody. Good for
3: you. That makes sense.
2: <laughs> no commando. Uh, no doom. I don't want flesh-eating health spawn attacking me. Not my thing.
3: Basically, every yeah. game you're going to just try to do the speed run <laughs> where you don't kill anything. Yeah. You just run through, through it, try to get to the end. Even
2: Super Mario, I don't want to eat mushrooms the size of my entire body. I don't even like mushrooms. Force my skin to grow. <laughs> I'd probably get, uh, like, stretch marks like crazy. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. You shrink back down little. little. You know, that's wreaking havoc on your skin. That is. And he the rest of your body. To
3: moisturize very often, either. <laughs> <laughs> Those
2: Italian plumber, plumbers known for not moisturizing. That's right.
3: Something you heard it here me.
2: first on Pixel Again. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. That happened. All right, you have a question for me.
3: Ah, yes. And you know what's coming up now, right? He's, he's not. He's not coming back, Eric. Your pants are always in jeopardy <laughs> no! with the evil gnome.
2: Not the evil gnome!
3: <laughs> All right, you ready? Right. The new challenge. What's he got? What's he got coming my way? You are walking down the street in, let's say, downtown Sacramento. And you come, you see an arcade where one hadn't been before.
2: Brand new arcade. It's like
3: neon. It says arcade. It's flashing. It's too
2: obvious. Something's wrong here. Yeah. You're like, I smell something fishy.
3: I'm going to check that out. So you walk (laughs) in and there's nothing nothing in there except a fireman's pole that goes down below. And you can hear the sounds of arcade machines down there. So you're like, well, that sounds pretty cool. So you grab a hold of the pole to slide down. And you realize. To spend a day in
2: Eric's mind would be (laughs) amazing. Is that a simulator I
3: can play? You feel that the pole is covered in yogurt. What the lovely yogurt? No! Yep. So you lose your grip there (laughs) and you slide down the pole very quickly, but there's a nail sticking out that grabs a hold of your pants and rips them off. You land down at the bottom, pantsless. Again. And you see three arcade For machines. For the fourth time in five months. That's right. You see three arcade machines and the evil gnome is down there. Here he is. All
2: right. My answer is kick the evil gnome in the face. Done. <laughs> I don't even need to hear this the rest this. isn't of a text this. adventure. Okay.
3: Kick gnome. Sorry. I kick gnome.
2: I don't understand that. Punch gnome. I don't understand that.
3: <laughs> face west. Kick gnome.
2: <laughs> F word. Dirty mouth you.
3: So the evil gnome is standing there and he he likes games he says he oh, will give he you now. a chance to escape he says he will unlock the door that leads out if you can beat him in one of these three classic williams games williams okay the three games are Ooh, okay defender yes joust yes and robotron 2084 joust So, hold on. So, he he says he's going to play you, and whoever gets the highest score wins, and I guess he's pretty good at all three.
2: It's like Bill and Ten's Bogus Journey, where they have to play Death.
3: Is that it? I I haven't seen that one.
2: Oh. Well, you're missing out on one of the greatest films (laughs) of that day.
3: (laughs) Exactly. So... Rank those in the order of your proficiency so that you can. Beat
2: uh Joust, Robotron, last would be Defender. I suck at Defender. Yeah, I've never clicked with that type of game. Robotron seems like it should be straightforward, but that game is quick.
3: It is quick. It, it yeah. And I've right. not had
2: enough playtime. Joust, I can I can hold my own at Joust.
3: Okay, so I think it, that was well, simple. Mine's is exactly the same. I I'm really good at Joust. I think I'd I can play that really well. Robotron, I'm good at though too, so it's very close.
2: But also keep in mind if you're trying to play Robotron, you have two sticks, and right. your hands are covered in yogurt.
3: That's that's your hands and that's are covered in yogurt. That's gonna be
2: super slippery and difficult. That's a
3: good point. That's a good point. <laughs> and then Defender, I was never. I don't know if anyone's ever really good at Defender. I've never seen anyone that's really great. I've at
2: never it. met anyone who's like, oh, I love Defender. Everyone's right. like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I know it was like a big hit, but it was so difficult.
3: It was very, uh, very difficult. Very and,
2: they, and they made a new version of Rezo Gun, and it's oh, just Oh, yeah, as, I didn't know that was a new difficult. version. Oh, yeah, it's like a... It's,
3: is that a... Is that, that's not a Williams game, though, is it? No, it's completely... It's just a derivative... Correct. Kinda, it's a yeah. clone,
2: but it's like a whole lot more going on. Yeah. But same concept, and I just... I can't click with it. I can't figure it out.
3: You like Drop Zone, then, better than... You've played Drop Zone, haven't you? mm
2: I can't recall. It sounds familiar, but I couldn't bring it up in my mind right now.
3: Okay. Anyway, that's probably. It. It's a quick question anyway. It was so a quick question. except
2: for the build up.
3: <laughs> That's <laughs> the beauty of the evil, evil gnome.
2: gnome. There's like <laughs> a, a random nail took my pants off this time. What the hell. <laughs> if you want some more information about the show, yeah, check us out at pixelguiden.com. You can catch us up on Twitter at pixel underscore or follow Eric directly at duhproject Project. That's D U H Project. I am at Oddball forty nine. That's O D D B A one one four nine. Because I like to be weird. And our UK correspondent Tim Drew can be found on Twitter at Sanxion. That's S A N X I O N.
3: Now this show costs us money to run. The websites, millions, and audio. Yeah, If exactly. you can't tell
2: by the quality of what you're listening to right <laughs> exactly. now, exactly. It is clear. We are dripping in debt.
3: It took... uh, Building the studio.
2: Building the studio alone. I I mean... The
3: Pixel Gaiden studio.
2: I mean, it was our decision, instead of buying sound deadening material, to line the walls in retro video games and game accessories.
3: And it does a good
2: job. It does a pretty good job.
3: If you want to support us, though, in in all of our expenses, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash pixelguiden. And... We have a unique way to tell you who our current Patreon supporters are.
2: They will be using the same one we did last episode, but in honor of the Daytona 500 and the new NASCAR season kicking off, we are going to use our random adjective generator to describe each and one of our patrons while announcing them in their appropriate rides for the upcoming
3: race. Here we go.
2: Coming, down the, Coming down the straightaway in the number, in the 20, number twenty yellow Penske Ford it's the nutty board. David, David Motowiliak.
3: Oh, I like that. You got that right, Motowiliak. That sounds like it was like it's right.
2: Did I say that correctly? I think so. Coming in second in the blue Noose is the disgusted Graham Axton. Looking classy in the number ninety nine purple Jaguar XKR, the tasteful Eric Sandgren. Driving the number driving 14, a number white, 14 Humvee, white Humvee, the Militant, 10-minute Amiga hey, 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 Retrocast, retrocast, retrocast uh, I can almost I pronounce. pronounce, our boy Doug. Our boy Doug. Uh, driving the, uh, the uh, number the 77, VW Bug, the unarmed Retro Gamer Nation. I'm not sure why we had to classify his arsenal, but hey. Straight out of Mario Kart 8, riding the Bullet Bill, the relieved David Vincent. Driving in the 125cc cart, the billowy Josh Malone. Hitting the hairpin right now in Bigfoot, it's the paltry Daniel James. And right on his heels, Grave Digger, we're talking about the motionless Matthew Ackerman. We're talking about the next car, half AI and half car, it's Kit, the hot Justin Newell.
3: Whoa, that sounded weird, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the adjective, that Eric. Don't question the question random adjective, adjective generator. I'm
3: not saying he's hot. he's not hot. It's just weird for us to say, but okay.
2: <laughs> he's pushing <laughs> it to 88 miles per hour, hour, hour in his DeLorean. DeLorean, DeLorean the fanatical, the fanatical, fanatical Gary Heather. 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 Don't get shell shocked when, when you get a you pizza get a thrown pizza pizza at your face. And the teenage mutant turtle man. The absent Roy Fielding. Number 16, Number hopping three along the all-wood frame three Morgan, three the toothsome, the, the, Henrik Laubel. Oh, I almost screwed that up, I, I, almost screwed up. That yeah. I almost screwed that one up. In his 1993, 1993 Ford Taurus for just a little bit of paint oxidation, the Placid Jim Tessier. And last but not least, because he's not even in a car, he's running in his 80s short shorts, 80 short shorts. <laughs> it's the impressive Tim <laughs> Drew yeah thank you guys we appreciate it
3: and we could really use some feedback if you want to email us you can email us at podcast at com. when we really would like some feedback uh positive or negative
2: yeah constructive criticism enthused absolutely (laughs) appreciated you can just
3: send us a tweet too
2: or you can just send us beer. People have done that. Yeah, we appreciate that as well.
3: And just put a little note on it, telling us what you think. But just send the beer.
2: Get the rat. <laughs> Get the uh, rat. <laughs> um, also, we we haven't mentioned this in a while, but uh, if you are a patron at the three dollar tier or more, we will incorporate you into our fun little Patreon announcement segment we just did there. Yes. So, all right, we don't need to do errata this time. Our boy uh, Tim Drew is going to join us in just a little while here so we can catch up. But in We meantime, need to get some beers.
3: Yeah, in the meantime, let's get some beers.
2: Um, also, further on this episode, you are going to hear a patron interview from one of our patrons, Matthew Ackerman.
3: Yes. He which some. I have not
2: heard yet, but I know you caught up with him.
3: Yeah, he had a lot of interesting things to say about his history and with gaming and... Um,
2: oh, I love the name of this beer.
3: Yes, so I brought, I found this beer today, and i never, I've never had it before. So this is our first time for both of us on this one.
2: This is gorgeous looking.
3: So this is by a local brewery, Jack Rabbit. I don't know if you, they're in West Sac. I think they're in West Sac. Really? Yeah. So they're a great brewery. Um, we've been there a couple of times, me and my wife, uh, but I have not had this particular one. So this one is called Waffle Town Maple Brown by Jack
2: Rabbit Brewing Company. Yep. And the waffle town is made to look like a Waffle House logo. Yeah. Have you been to Waffle House?
3: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've been to the official one. No. It's the
2: East Coast thing. Yeah. And I don't think so. They are gloriously. I don't know how to explain it. They're gloriously bad. It's like a horror movie that's so bad it's good. <laughs> yeah. But it's they're great. It's like um, that's you fun. you go over there and and you you order like a waff like two waffles and ham. Yeah. And they give you just like thick cut ham with two like homemade eggo waffles.
3: Oh. They're like,
2: but they're great. I can't yeah. explain it. I, I, I loved it.
3: Um, all right, so let's try this bad boy out.
2: All right, so the brown ale. Maple brown. Maple. I have to sniff to take a mm, I've got a little maple there on the nose. And on these the are nose?
3: In, these are in tall boys, so we're going to have plenty to drink for the next segment.
2: Well, luckily, we're running early tonight, so if we need an extra hour for you to cool down before you go ha- home, yeah, well, we can make that happen. Yeah. Because yeah. so I still got another tall boy to drink later. All right. Cheers again. Cheers. 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 <laughs> Make the noise. We We're need too easy
3: a... to reach across the table. Here, we'll go ahead and reach over
2: and <laughs> clink. Yep. Yeah.
3: Oh, oh man, a
2: little hard. A little less hard next time, Eric. Oh yeah. Hmm. It is maple.
3: That is very it's like maple syrup. Actually, I'm <laughs>
2: getting iron too, though.
3: Are you? I, I'm tasting maple to
2: the extreme. It's a lot of maple and then like the iron tang Hmm, that's a good one i like it I, I, the iron is it's good and then the iron hits me really almost like yeah like a sucking on a penny or something <laughs> you're not getting
3: that no hmm. i mean i taste the bite at the end but that's just kind of a you maybe call that's it, what it is yeah. you call it a bite i call it Iron. Yeah, I, I do get it. I mean, it it kind of truncates that maple flavor and just snaps you, snaps you like a towel in the butt.
2: Maybe they were they were making this and they're like, ooh, that's really good maple taste, but man, it's really lingering. We need something to cut it. Cut it off. How about we throw a couple pennies into the brew that's process right. and see what happens? <laughs> there we go. That cut it. Interesting.
3: So waffles, so out of uh, 99 waffles. 99 waffles,
2: waffled beers on the wall?
3: Yep.
2: Um... Out
3: of 99 waffles.
2: I kind of want to keep drinking it before I give it a score.
3: Well, let's we'll, we'll score it in the in the midst of our segment.
2: Yeah, I think we need to do that. Let's do it. Um, well, as of the time we're recording, we are still an hour away from talking to our boy, Tim.
3: Who's calling from the UK, so logistics are a little tricky with that.
2: They are a little tricky, but we make it work because it's worth it.
3: It is worth it.
2: For the viewers, we will do anything to make it happen. Yep. Um... So I say we just uh, go ahead and do our six good games.
3: I agree. Six good games!
2: Now, first of all, Eric, um, for the listeners, six good games is a segment where we pick a topic. We each find three games that match that topic that we think are good. Yep. Realistically, it's just an excuse to talk about some games. Yep. Um... That being said, I definitely want to revisit this topic because there's so many games. Oh, yeah.
3: I don't see why we can't do a a, a sequel. Part two. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little sequel to this one.
2: So our our overlining topic this time was six good games that are off the wall or wacky games. Just out there. Something unique. People weren't afraid to throw caution in the wind and publish these games. Um, Do you want to start?
3: Sure. I will start with Whizball on the Commodore 64. Have you played Whizball?
2: I've played a little bit, and I think it's a game that I need to l- read the manual and figure out what I'm supposed to do.
3: And and I need to do the same. So my and, history with this game is, I got a pirated version when I was a kid on the Commodore 64. So no manual. No manual. No n- nothing. And I couldn't figure it out to save the life of me. So I I distinctly remember trying it and then just putting it back the disc back in the box and never revisiting until in my in the modern history with my Commodore 64 I wanted to get a pal machine to play two games. I wanted to play Wizball, try it again, and then play Hunter's Moon.
2: Oh, it's not on um NTSC.
3: it's not on NTSC. No. Uh at least, there's probably some fixed versions for NTSC, but the original one was only PAL. So, I did finally find a copy and there there is an NTSC fixed version now, I found out later on. Okay. But um, I read the manual and I started playing it. This is probably maybe six or seven years ago, and i I can see why it's a classic. I mean, this is a classic Commodore sixty-four really? game. People love this game. So the the thing about this game is you are a little ball that looks like a kind of a like a face.
2: I'm already sold. Yep. Exactly. Oh, this already sounds amazing.
3: And and, and you're bouncing, I think. In the are beginning. you whizzing? It's been a while since I played this a couple of years, but you're bouncing and then you you have very little control with the joystick like very little control like y- it's very hard to control.
2: So so far you're a ball that's yep. really difficult to control. Yep. Oh, dude, I've so, uh, me up right now right you're so the, selling
3: this game. The backstory is <laughs> by the way, when the game starts, it's very monochrome because the and there's no color <laughs> and there's no color. but that's the, that's the point of the game. The point of the game is that you are trying to bring color back to the world. okay that's the whole point of the game.
2: Oh, so, so Wizard of Oz, Whizball? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. think. Is there a button for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm on something.
3: Yep. So there's no color in the game. Your goal is to c- capture these little droplets of color and put them into these cauldrons. And when the cauldrons get full, you can add that color. I think it's blue, red, or and green. It adds that color back to the world.
2: Well, it's a Commodore, so it's like blood and mustard <laughs> and earth.
3: Could be. Um, so you 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 have this ball, and then every power-up that you get, it adds an element to the your controls. So now you can bounce left and right. Now you can not have to bounce, you can float and fly around. And there's like a power-up system where every time you get these power ups, you can pick which thing you want to add to your whiz ball. Cool. And with that, one of those power ups is is called a catalyte. It's a little cat that circles your your little ball. Ball. And in a two player game of Whizball, another player can control that cat for you and go grab those drops. Okay. Now if you're playing a single player game, you hold the button down and you then you control the cat and you So when you when you kill enemies in this game, they drop droplets of color. And you have to get those droplets of color before they hit the ground. And the only way you can get those is your cat goes and gets those droplets of of color. So the game makes no sense
2: i love these esoteric old games because they weren't there was no standard to go by and everyone's like this game we can do this and this and this and this all right go for it like
3: who thought that up like you're a bouncing ball that hardly controls and then you have to add power-ups to make them control you control a cat Called a cabalite <laughs> that goes and picks up the, so anyway you you do all that and and I remember distinctly when I got this game I got a trainer version so that I could immediately power up my guy to control basically it. basically
2: like a game genie because
3: I want exactly You'd and cheat. I wanted to figure out how to control it and what the game was about once I figured it out I went back and didn't cheat and played it and really liked it so anyway that's the game in a nutshell can, can you shoot you can't shoot you get a power up that lets yeah, you, let shoot. you
2: shoot because yeah. I remember this I always in my mind thought of this as bouncy ball shmup.
3: Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. But as you, the, I think it's maybe like, well, then, I forgive me. It's been like a, a couple of years since I played there two or three power ups in. you don't have to bounce anymore. You can just fly and then you just become yeah. like a shmup kind of thing where you're just that going is, around.
2: That is wacky. That is wacky. And off the wall.
3: That fits perfectly in here. Right.
2: Although it is actually well, at that time in that, in Europe, yeah, it was a very um, commercial game.
3: It was a very, a very popular, popular very game. Successful game. This so it's not
2: wacky or off the wall in that way.
3: Not we, in that way, but I mean, it, in the just trying to explain you know, it, it's very hard to explain. It's wacky
2: in the way that yep. Super Mario game, Super Mario Brothers, even though it's part of you know everyday culture now, yeah, is a game about growing large when you eat mushrooms and stepping on toadstools and kicking turtle shells. Yep and doing all kinds of, throwing fireballs for some reason, and you're an Italian plumber.
3: Yep. And there's some parts of where And Whizball. there's coins
2: floating underground. <laughs> right. It's like a psychedelic <laughs> dream.
3: Uh, there are parts of this game I'm not I'm not explaining. Like, there is, a, there, I, I have this memory of a witch. Like, there's a witch you go to is almost like a shopkeeper or somebody that helps you mix the colors or something. I don't remember that part. But there is other parts of this game that make it pretty interesting. Bitchin. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, my first game. Yes. I had to I had to pull this one out. Yeah.
3: Um which I've been hearing a lot about.
2: So in my last in the last episode, I talked I did my review on the Intellivision. Yes. How did you enjoy my review, Eric? It was awesome. I, thought I learned so a ton. Too. I learned a ton. <laughs> I laughed because Eric has not actually heard it at this point in time. I have time. not. Fourth wall, breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> Boom, <gasps> dropping a knowledge bomb. Um so I've been buying lots of games for the television. Mm-hmm. I think it is super cool and super collectible. Yes. And uh, one of the games that I heard you have to buy because it's unique and fun and different is this a magic game? Yeah. Called Microsurgeon. Actually, it's called New Microsurgeon. Shiny. Box. I don't know. Do you pr- do you pronounce the new?
3: You do. You have to. Because I, I think every
2: I think every magic game says new at the. Yeah, front. I don't
3: have any ones. I've I got a
2: couple, but um, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, you can just look at the back of this. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, it works even better because I have the full thing, which you need. So, there's our game. Here's the overlays, which you can see even has a little stethoscope on it on the overlay that goes over the Intellivision controller. Yeah. And you can choose uh, if you're using the ultrasonic tool, if you're using antibiotics, or if you're using aspirin. And uh, you can decide if you're going fast or slow. Um, You can prepare to shoot and you can move the robot arm aim and shoot You can also go in between into the body or check the patient status. Wow. So what is this game? Basically, so number
3: one is up the wazoo.
2: It is up the wazoo Here is essentially if you want to call it the game map. Oh Wow, what are you looking at there?
3: Yeah, so that's like a cross-section of a human being so you can see his brain and his teeth and heart and lungs and liver.
2: A pixelated cross-section of the human a yeah. human being. Wow. So basically, you're supposed to be this little robot probe. This game came out, I think, around the time when, like, Fant- not Fantastic Voyage, that was the original one, but was the new one that came out, movie, yeah. where they go inside the human body with, a like, ro- like a little vehicle.
3: I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember uh, the name. Inner Space. Inner Space, okay. Inner
2: Space. Yep. I think it came out that time. According to this game, you're just a robotic vessel but whatever. Yeah. You're a white dot is what you are. It's in television, let's be honest. And you can travel through the arteries um uninhibited. So anything that's an artery or a vein, so red or purple. You can just travel through the body, but you're only looking at like I mean you can kind of see on the back here how much of the head like that's a full screen. Yeah. So like a quarter of the head. Um So more or less that is like 10 screens tall and four screens wide for the whole body there. And you're traveling through the body and you check the patient status screen and you see what is alien this person. Um, I guess the backstory is there's this terrible virus that's like causing all these issues. And so you have to go in there and try to be, you're the doctor in theory, but you're really a little white dot in there. So you have to go to, like if it says his lungs are in critical, critical condition you can go through the veins and stuff and you have to try to stay in the red line or the purple lines, which are his veins or arteries. If you go off of those, like into the yellow tissue of the lungs, you can still work, but you slow down a lot and then antibodies come to attack you. Oh, wow. Um, And you only have so much, your machine only has so much um, fuel, basically, or, or energy. Gotcha. And so that'll take your energy away. And so you're basically in this body and your goal is to attack all of the uh, reaction the the um, side effects of this virus, so you might have um, I would have to read it again, but like polyps developing in the lungs you have to use the the sonar to to break them up or kidney stones you got to break them up or there's um, viruses floating through blood in uh, in the pancreas, and you go down there and you have to select um, the antibiotic. And go attack those with the antibiotic. <laughs> yeah. And so you're running through, and if you don't touch these things quick enough, they'll g- start growing. So you kind of hit the vital the vital ones, the ones that are more critical first. And then once you get the entire body clean, if you can, um, and you have enough energy in a perfect run, you clean the whole body out so that the body is com- in com- per- you know, completely healed condition. Yeah. And you try to go out in orifice, so either a nose, oh. a mouth. Um yeah, you know, oh, wazoo. <laughs> no wazoo. You'll notice that uh, it's only there's only facial orifices on this body. Uh. um, so you try to go out. I usually end up going out the mouth, but um,
3: no anal exit, huh?
2: Yeah, and uh. you get points for how much energy I've left, how clean the body is. If you were able to make it out, um, and yeah. you lose points, you can heal the entire body but not make it out.
3: And then do you lose, or do you, is it a no,
2: it, you get a score? Okay, you're trying to get a score. And uh, there's like f- five different difficulties. But if you look on the back there, you can see in this case here, you've got the location is the intestine. It's fair. Your power right at this point is 167. Yeah. yeah. Your lung. Could you please repeat it? Does Siri think I'm talking to her? <laughs> I guess so. She wants to be part of the cast. Siri, no one loves you. I'm Off. Sure I <laughs> Siri, you need to go away. I hurt her feelings.
3: Yeah, she's not going to talk to you she anymore. She totally heard
2: me say that no one loves her, though, <laughs> but she does not understand.
3: She's like, your phone doesn't work anymore. Oh, my goodness.
2: Siri, you are a terrible <laughs> person. All right. Your lungs, in this, in this case, are critical, gallbladder, fair, heart, critical, kidney, fair, intestines, terminal. Ooh, jeez. You can't let that happen. Yeah. Uh, the brain was good. An infection is serious, which infection, I think, usually means blood. But I actually had a blast. Was it, it. Is
3: it a fun game? It's
2: pretty fun. Oh, um, wow.
3: I'll have to see if I can pick it up. Yeah,
2: it's uh, I mean And that's the best part about these Intellivision games. They're not a lot um, I think I got this game with two other magic games for $15 shipped. Yeah complete in box manual everything yep. and just having like that cool little like
3: And these games need I mean you really need the manual and the overlays So I mean they are collectible from that perspective just Didn't... like
2: you heard in my review.
3: I did, I did hear that I was like, you know this, I, uh, You're making a lot of good sense, Cody In your review You're making a lot word, of good sense Word, Alright, moving on So my next one is I'm sure one you've played before Katamari Damacy I've,
2: we've talked about this I've played very little But you played it, right? I, I own the PSP version Yep And that's it And I, I've played 10 minutes, maybe so I really I know it's good. I know I need to get into it.
3: And this is a game that I recently bought on Switch cuz they came out with a I have the the actual cartridge for it. Yeah. Um but I had it originally on the PS2 when it first came out. And I remember the place where I was working. I worked at Prima Publishing mm-hmm. doing the strategy guides. And I remember watching the guys in there playing, "Oh, you hooked my Oh, did I- you hooked on my on my headphones." Um we played they, i saw these guys playing it in there and I, I thought it looked really interesting so i went and bought it and it's a game where you're a prince and your your father who's the lead god he's like a dude, son right yeah he's like the son he screwed everything up in the world and you're you have to go around cleaning up after him and so you <laughs> have this giant ball that you roll around and you collect things in the world the environment you kind of like they stick to your ball, but it, things that stick to your ball makes your ball roll differently. Very unique and weird game, physics based. Physics based game, um, but the graphics for its time were amazing, and it spawned. It was popular enough to spawn a ton of um, sequels.
2: Yeah, don't you like start like picking up like lawn mowers and trash cans and stuff? Yeah, I mean some. And then eventually, you're picking up skyscrapers and like.
3: Yep, you start off little, like you're in a kid's i don't remember if you start off in it but you're in a kid's like bedroom and you're picking up toys and little very small little things and you eventually yeah you're doing lawnmowers and fences and pieces of debris and then the world but you eventually get so large that you're going over the world and doing skyscrapers and things like that it's a very fun cute little um cute little game but i remember back in the day it was pretty revolutionary like i mean it was physics based which yeah. wasn't too common back then nope and controlling that ball it, it introduced some unique mechanics um is it a hard game no not is at it all. pretty easy to play it's through? pretty easy and it was i mean for lack of a better description it's a kind of a free open world but but not really i mean you're yeah. in in isolated areas but you can roll wherever you can try to roll and you need to collect all these items in a certain... Um, I don't remember if there's time limits. I think there, there are. It's been a long time since i played Ooh, it. Ooh, time
2: limits, Eric. Yeah. The bane of your existence. They are. I hate them.
3: But for some games, i will make exceptions. <laughs> and this game's fun. This game's a lot of fun. And, and, oh, I wanna, yeah. The I want to try it. The music in, in, in Kanamari Damacy is actually really good, too. So you'll enjoy it just for that, too.
2: Cool. I need yeah. to get back and try that. I yeah. know, um, Dash 16.
3: Yeah. Also, Dustin Newell. Yes. The hot Dustin Newell.
2: The hot Dustin Newell. Uh, also was a big fan of this, and he's been playing a bunch of that on on the Switch again.
3: Yeah, because the the re-release on the Switch does add some, uh, I guess, graphical upgrades. So, I mean, it looks really good.
2: Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Off to my next game.
3: Which I want, is one I've never heard of.
2: <clears throat> really? I figured you'd heard about this one. Mm -mm. Um, So this game is on the PlayStation. It's it's a Japanese only release called Vib Ribbon. Um, This came out before the whole um, rhythm based game craze. Yeah. So this is like one of the first. And man, just the style. This it's more of a stylistic thing that makes this game so wacky. I wish you could hear the music right now. So you're watching the introduction screen. You're this stick figure rabbit yeah. thing. And there's these four shapes. You just saw them down there. There's either a... Um, here, I'm going to try to pause it when we get to there so I can show you. So basically, it's almost like you're walking down an oscilloscope. These, the, the, they're like vector graphics. Yeah. It looks like... Actually, someone should make VibRibbon on the Vectrix. Mm. It would work well and it'd be really cool. Yeah. Especially because there's four shapes and it uses four buttons. Which the Vectrex has four buttons. This needs to happen, Eric. Yeah, get in there. This just sparked in my mind, and this needs to happen. Um, So anyways, you're this crazy stick figure rabbit thing drawn with vector lines, which, for people who don't know, is kind of a mathematical point-to-point line drawing system, rather than raster graphics, which are pre-made sprites and things. Um, It's got really wacky music Mm -hmm. that's built into the game. And essentially, you just have your L one button or your L yeah L one R one down and X on a PlayStation controller. So basically, four buttons that are really far apart. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what it is, but when you get, uh, you kind of walk down the sine wave as if you're like look, looking at an oscilloscope or even a heart monitor. When you see um, this little box shape, you hit like L and you kind of hop over the box. Mm-hmm. When you see the V-shape, you hit down, which you would think would make you, like, jump over the V-shape, but you really just kind of, like, get really tall. It's okay. Just, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Um, When you hit this loop-de-loop, you hit R, and you kind of d- walk up through the loop-de-loop. You do a loop-de-loop. And the last one is this little, like, um, it's like, a, that's the the electrical sign for a resistor. It's this mm-hmm. jagged line. And uh, you kind of do, a, if I remember right, like a front flip over that if you hit... The X button. And that's the entire game. Now, what makes it cool, though, is just it's done in that weird, you know, like when animation used to be hand-drawn, they would draw something, take two pictures, then draw something very similar, but a little different, take two pictures, draw Mm -hmm. something. And so it's kind of got that jagged, imperfect look. Yeah. And um, let's see, here Here it goes right here. I don't know. It's hard to describe. You have to check it out. So he missed right there, so it got more jagged. He missed again, so it's getting more jagged. He pressed the wrong button. It's getting more. He's hitting the wrong buttons in this demo. This is a really bad demo.
3: Man, <laughs> he's just hitting it. At...
2: Yeah, there, he made one. He he made a jump. Wow, this is a really bad example of the game. But see, when he does bad, look how jagged everything's getting. It's harder and harder to see what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Now he's converted to like a frog. Um... This doesn't explain the game very well. This video no, is bad. This
3: guy's, not, this guy's not doing well. Let's see if
2: I go fast forward and if they have learned the game at this point. There we go. Loop to loop, loop to loop. But it's really about the weird music. Um, yeah. Just it, it's this is all the game is. And uh, but what's cool about it is if you go to the beginning here, I'll show you. Um, oh, there you go. Like the line, it's three dimensional. It kind of goes around, even though it's a two dimensional thing. Yeah.
3: So this is up. He's supposed to hit the uh, He's supposed the...
2: to hit uh, L, I think, on this one and jump over it. But okay. he, he's missing like crazy again. <laughs> Whoever this is is awful. That's all right. Um, but here's the loading screen. Play the disc with the vibri- ribbon disc. Or, if you look down here, play with my own choice of CD. So you can put your own music your own disc little music CD in, in, in your there. PlayStation, and it will make a game based off of your tracks.
3: Oh, that's great.
2: So you can shove, there's almost infinite songs in the world that you could plug into here and it would make a track based on it.
3: Throw some Rage Against the Machine in there?
2: Yeah. And you would be your little Vib Ribbon Rabbit and you'd be doing this little, um, but the music, you'd have to hear this music. It's really weird haunting Japanese music. Oh, cool. Um, I really like, because I've only played this now on the PlayStation Mini. Okay. Um, which of course I had to hack to put the this game on it. Yeah. But the music that's included is super cool.
3: Oh, maybe I'll throw that on there.
2: He's a little snake now. He's gotten that far down. And you can graduate back up to a to a better form if you get and see these little dots that are happening every time. There's a successful... Yeah. It failed. They went away. But if you can get like 20 in a row, you, you can revert back to your better form. Anyways, and then at the end you get a score. It's just a score-based game. I think there's three rounds in a game, and if you get through all three, it gives you your total score. Oh, well, that's neat. But it's just, I mean, this is wacky Japanese yeah. craziness. Yeah. Um, I've never
3: seen a Vectrex style game on the PS One, so that's pretty interesting.
2: I, it's, I think it's worth checking out. Definitely. I don't know how to do it. Um, I need to find a way to play it on my PlayStation.
3: On your real PlayStation, so I can. Is use your PlayStation other... chipped? It is not. Oh. Mine is. So I take I can... it back. I do have a chipped one. So you can just burn
2: it, right? I don't have a chipped PS Two. I can. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm gonna have to do that. Vibribbon on the PlayStation One looked awesome. One I'm, of my, I'm gonna have to try that out. One of my six good wacky games.
3: So I saved the best one of mine for last, and I don't know if you've did played you did you now. Did you have you played Zombie Nation? On I the have NES? not. So a few years ago, I was looking up shmups on the NES. I was like, I want to play some shmups on that, and it came up as Zombie Nation. I was like, oh, it's that's a schmuck. That kind of sounds weird. Yeah. You would think that would be a platformer or something. So, I have seen
2: this cart before. I, have you? So I remember seeing this at the rental store all the time.
3: Okay, cool. Go ahead and throw up a video of that. So the story is you are a samurai, a, a disembodied samurai. You're like a ghost. Okay. I don't remember the backstory too much, but you're just his head. And he shoots... <laughs> Look at that thing. And basically he shoots eyeballs forward and vomit downwards. And he's basically destroying these buildings. And he's basically going through this like a... So he shoots his eyeballs forward and then to bomb downwards, he's doing his vomit out of his mouth. And he's basically, you destroy these buildings, you destroy the enemies um there's so much happening on the screen right now yeah the funny thing is that i don't know if it's translating to from this video that we're watching it's a fun game to play but it's bizarre like the the backstory and the and what you're actually doing is bizarre Um,
2: yeah it is it's absolutely crazy um, what's not translating is how this could be I'm going to be honest with you How this could be fun because it looks like so chaotic That I wouldn't know what's going on
3: It is chaotic, I will give you that See, there's like little guys shooting and throwing weapons and stuff And you you collect these um These little things that look like I think they look like jewels I'll have to w- wait and see But um,
2: Those, I mean, When the building blows up, that stuff looks like jewels to me I'm sure that's just like shrapnel or
3: Yeah, yeah, it's just shrapnel
2: rub it, Rubble, I guess is the word guys fall out of helicopters you can catch them yep this is wacky
3: yeah so this is just a, a crazy weird shmup but i did play it for a while again it's been years but i when i was looking up shmups on the NES, it's a pretty pretty decent game i mean it's so it's fun i don't know <laughs> but i just thought you could kick out of that's the crazy bonnet.
2: yeah it's and this is you bizarre you can see
3: he's shooting eyeballs
2: is, that, is health meter down here where their are heads, but they turn into skulls? That's
3: right. It tells you how far you've gotten in the level down there. You can see the guy running towards the flag. Um, and then it has the score. All
2: right, I'll this a shot. <laughs> zombie nation. If nothing else, it looks visceral, Eric. Which
3: is weird. It says zombie nation, but has really nothing <clears> to do <throat> with zombies. You're like a samurai that is you're a just ghost. a ghost.
2: You're not even a samurai. You're a head.
3: Yeah, you're like the head of a samurai.
2: Now there's a are those like submarines or or those are zeppelins? like
3: blips. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be like Zeppelins of some sort. And then there's boss battles and things like that.
2: And somehow he keeps gaining life. Yeah, this is this is
3: Like I say, I think there's power ups. I just don't see that turd crazy. Weird stuff.
2: Yeah, I'll have to give that a shot. Anyway. That Does that, look that. entertaining, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Stuff blows up real good Yep. when you vomit on it, <laughs> I suppose. Zombie Nation yep. on the NES. All right. All right, my last one. I own a copy of this. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know why it's worth me digging it out, but I'm going to try.
3: Don't have it, huh?
2: I do have it, but it's further back in there, and I don't have the time to grab it. Right on. Have you heard of Dynamite Heady? I haven't. So one of my favorite game developers, classic game developers, is uh, Treasure. Okay. Known for making such famous games as Alien Soldier and Gunstar Heroes. Yep. And um, we love Bang Io. Yep. And we They'd love great shmups. Radiant Silver Gun. Yep. Speaking of shmups. Yep. Um, so, it should come as no surprise that when they made this game, I feel like this is one of the best Sega Genesis games that no one knows about. And uh, people do know about it, but most people don't. Okay. Um, Dynamite Headdy is a action platformer kind of run and gun, kind of. <clears throat> but because of Treasure, the way they make gameplay, it's never one genre. Yeah this is Dynam- actually this is game gear I'm not talking I'm talking about the Genesis version let me see if I can get some Genesis gameplay here so that uh, duh, 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 duh. oh this is all bosses no damage I don't need come on I just need some gameplay guys come on <laughs> no the problem is right
3: I haven't heard of this one I mean I mean I haven't heard of this game
2: the problem is it's automatically searching with Bing all right going oh on.
3: don't do Bing that's the big that's the mistake
2: Dynamite heady on the Sega Genesis. Here we go. We'll do a walkthrough. That works. Um, but first, we gotta watch a Pringles ad with Rick and Morty. Rick hey, and Morty. we already <laughs> talked about Rick and Morty. Uh, last episode, I guess. The
3: last episode. <clears throat>
2: so you skip you're that. this you're this random creature yes. thing, and your main attack is to throw your head. Oh yeah. And when you throw your head, um, it only goes. A few inches and comes back, so it's kind of almost like,
3: almost feels, like a almost yo-yo like, or boomerang or something? yeah, like
2: a yo-yo. It okay. feels like a yo-yo. Yeah. And when you start the game, it starts as a demo so that you could practice all your moves, which is nice because otherwise you wouldn't know what to do. Yep. So at first it's really confusing because there's so many different types of gameplay going on at once. You're like, what the hell's going on? What am I doing here? So he's starting right now, just running away from everything. But you can see, it looks pretty good.
3: Are you the other you know, yellow guy?
2: Yep, you're okay. the yellow guy here.
3: It, I mean, the it's very colorful.
2: Yep, you got this big robot guy. Um if I could find my Where's my arrow? I literally can't find my arrow. I think it's cuz of the Caesar inducing
3: Down there? Down at the bottom?
2: There it is. Thank you. Yep. I can't there's so many colors on the screen. I can't find the arrow. It's That's like how. a Skittles
3: explosion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So what you learn here is you have these little power ups that are in each level, and if you shoot the power up with your head, yeah, you get like so. There you go. He got a new head, and he has a metal head that shoots fire. Now he has a metal head that's shooting like ninja stars. Um, there's one that some of them are bad. This one's a big Hoover that just sucks up everything on the screen. Yeah, um, and they do time out.
3: Oh, so yeah, they almost have like a recharge.
2: Yep, but then you can always shoot the thing, get a different head. This guy's got invincibility. Um, that big hammer one just. Increases your damage, but there's also ones that have like three Z's that make you just fall asleep. So there's negative so ones, so they're bad. Yeah, um, but it starts out simple enough. The other tactic is have you played Rystar? I have, yeah. So it has that kind of mechanic where you can throw your head on these orange balls and it will allow your body to catch up to your head and kind of shoot you up to platforms. Oh, I see, like that. This is still the like sample. Um, Demo levels here,
3: almost like a grappling hook or something like that.
2: Yep. Um, But now let's get the actual gameplay. See, like we're about ten minutes in, he hasn't gotten to the actual gameplay. Oh, here's a mini game where they throw basketballs and you try to use your head to shoot the basketballs into hoops. Yeah. To get extra uh, health and things. Boop. boop, boop, boop. Um, There's
3: a lot of different types of styles of games. Yeah.
2: Here's a boss battle. I'm just kind of zooming forward here. This crazy robotic dog. And its tail, actually, is what you're trying to attack. But then it comes down and, and drops on your head if you're not watching out. It's like drops, a wiener dog. Drops caterpillars you have to attack, and you're still trying to destroy that ball at the back. So he used the metal head there to increase his damage, so he did that really quickly. Um, and then, like, the next level here is really interesting. It's these uh, platforms that go back and forth. They kind of tilt on axis. Um, there you go. Uh, you kind of have to see it to understand it. Um, yeah, it's
3: definitely not one that's uh, translating well to describing it because yeah. it's so bizarre. It's almost like a platformer, but with a lot of interesting twists.
2: Lots, of, and every level has its own new twist. Yeah, the gameplay really doesn't change per se, so it's always comfortable. But like when this thing's flat here, it's 2D. When it turns on access, now you have to worry about where the shadow is of the enemy, so you attack it when the shadow is where you are. Um. That was an interesting noise. Yeah,
3: it wasn't a burp. It was weird. I was was yawning and then just a little air bubble came up. Here's a little
2: battle where you're fighting this guy who's attacking you with a marionette. Yeah. And uh, you're just doing head attacks and dodging him. This is more of a traditional boss battle here. It's just, it's so wacky and crazy, but fun. And the gameplay is solid.
3: See, I'd have to play this because watching it, it's just like, it's almost like two too weird there's like, so
2: much going on you don't know what you're doing at any it'd given i be like, time. When,
3: like i don't know what i'm doing in this game this is crazy but i imagine if you play it you get a better feel for what's going on the
2: the first time you play each of these levels you have to go like wait what yeah what am i doing and then you start to figure it out and you're like oh i got it so it's definitely got that thing where the more you play it the further you're gonna get yeah um yeah anyways that i mean now we're in this factory with, with like toy making factory where the toys are attacking you and there's naked sumo wrestlers in the background running the <laughs> machinery i mean it, this is the epitome of wacky yeah but the gameplay is also solid and fun and challenging but fair yeah which is a treasure trademark he has punched a ball that says hit me so he hit it,
1: it looks yeah. cool Yeah. It,
2: this is a full playthrough and looks like might have to try if you it. never die it takes an hour and 22 minutes to get through so you have plenty of gameplay here yeah dynamite heady
3: dynamite heady it was and, it, well, this was released here in the U.S. too, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And it, I got a full copy, I think, for 15 bucks. It's not... Yeah. That that was a few years ago. I don't know if it's still that low, but it's not bad because not that many people know about it, I don't think. Have you devoted a
3: ton of time to playing it yet?
2: Not a ton. Not okay. a ton. A couple hours. But, yep. Cool.
3: That's a cool game.
2: That is a cool game. Very colorful. And that is six good games that six are wacky good- in nature, Eric. <laughs> more or less wacky in nature. I think we covered that well. Yes. All right. I think it's time for us to get on the line with uh, old Timmy boy here. That's right. So we can catch up. Let's do it. Catching up with Eric and Cody. And Tim. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to make sure that Tim got in there on the uh, intro that time, since we screwed that up last month. Yep. So... Um, let's review the beer real quick. Tim is not with us quite yet.
3: That's right. So he should be about 10 minutes away So let's review this out of uh, 47 waffles. This
2: is the waffle town maple brown ale. We started drinking and uh, yes, I am glad I waited The iron bitter taste as you called it. I call the iron taste is kind of gone. Yeah, um, but I think you mentioned that the, the sickly sweet maple taste is still there for you.
3: The strong maple flavor is still there. So, at a 47 waffles, what would you give it?
2: I'm going to give this a 35.
3: 35. I'm going to give it a 39. Ew. That's
2: actually pretty high.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I like it. I like sweet beers, but I can understand how the maple... The s- Serious maple flavor would be a little off-putting, but it's a
2: bit too sweet for me. But luckily, it didn't have the iron anymore, which probably saved it like five points, to be honest. Excellent. Yes. Well, let's start catching up. So, I mentioned earlier in the show that you kind of got me a birthday present. I did. And the... Well, long story short, uh, last month, Mm -hmm. you rounded out your Amiga collection.
3: I did. So now I got the Amiga 500, the 600, and the 1200, which are all the wedge computers for the All the four
2: or all three wedge computers. Yep. um, By getting that 500, which you didn't have. Yep. Excuse me, which is the, well, I guess it's equivalent to the 600, but it's kind of like the lowest powered Amiga wedge. I had the 5 and the 6, but I had no 12. Yep. But you... Which I consider
3: the best. I love my Amiga 1200.
2: I mean, that should be the all-in-one...
3: It's my Amiga. In, in, in my whole retro collection, it's kind of the cornerstone of it. I, it's the one I've put mods in and accelerators, and probably sunk the most money into because I, I love it. it. It's so versatile; it does everything.
2: So I'm holding in my hands here yep. an Amiga 1200 I just bought from Eric. Yes, who hooked me up. You can hear the keyboard, and the yes. tactileness. I am super stoked because you helped me out. This thing was way; these things have gone way up in price. Yeah. To the point where I was not even considering getting one.
3: And that one has <coughs> been sitting in my garage in a plastic sealed box for nice sealed. six, seven, eight years. For freshness. Yep. And it it's a nice one. It has a CF card in it. It has um, it's an Amiga 1200. It's in good shape. It works. Um, and I gave you the 8 meg uh, upgrade card.
2: That is, uh, yes. So I bought this from you. I really appreciated that. Yep. Uh, never thought I'd actually get one of these, and then the, that's just icing on the cake—the upgrade card. Yep, um, guys, I own an Amiga 1200. What? Yay! Mind blown. Yeah. Um, now the the this I'm gonna do this live to tape here, but the eight meg upgrade card here. Um, I'm opening the battery as we speak.
3: Yes. Pry it out of there, the because, CR2032.
2: Yeah, CR2032, I have a little stock of these, and you should if you're a retro game guy. That's
3: right. And that one has a real-time clock on it. That's what that battery will keep the time in there, um, as long as the battery's fresh. All
2: right. It is in, because our boy Josh Malone always says, get the, the damn the battery out. out.
3: That's right. <laughs> so, Cool. Now it is ready to go. And you'll just, like I said, I you need to read up on how to insert that correctly because I don't remember what direction it goes, but you'll figure it out. Awesome. And then you will have eight megs. And it comes in the RAM. original in, individual computer box, Eric. <laughs> That's right. Which I, it isn't. Actually, it isn't. <laughs> That's for my uh, accelerator having my 1200. So that was an 020, obviously, Mega 1200, but the accelerator uh, six, I bought was 68-020. an 68020. And I put a sixty eight oh thirty in mine. Nice thing about sixty eight oh thirties is they're pretty cheap. I mean my accelerator was only about hundred and twenty bucks. Accelerators Relatively for, cheap, yeah. Accelerators for amigas can be like literally yeah. like a thousand bucks That's for crazy. a blizzard card. So crazy. Yeah. So
2: so I'm stoked. I now have a complete wedge collection as well. Excellent. And I've got the two thousand which is sitting behind this you. Which is the
3: desktop which will which be which
2: is huge. And that'd be fun to to add things to because it's so large it could take a lot of stuff
3: put cards in there and all sorts of stuff but that
2: now I'm, that i have this and it's much more usable and versatile and small yeah. and i can hang it on the wall yep i'm sure this will be my daily driver yeah which it um, is mine
3: i use my amiga 1200 probably more than any of my systems
2: yeah and i wanted my 600 to get to that point but it's just kind of giving me fits so i'm hoping yeah um I do need to get a GoTek in this thing.
3: Yeah, you need a GoTek because the button's broken on that, too. It works. You can pop a floppy in there, but you're going to have to put, like, a little pencil in there or something to oh, pop yeah. it out. Um, but And that one was never recapped. So you may want to recap it someday. I,
2: I do enjoy recapping things.
3: You should, because that one's at the age where it needs to be.
2: Wicked awesome. I am stoked about this.
3: Very cool. So we got five minutes to talk about something else. So let me go ahead and talk about this. So, Neo Geo Pocket Color. You love it, I I love love it. it. So I want you to boot this game up and check Uh it out. So I want you to look at this game.
2: Only three and a half seconds, otherwise you have copyright infringement. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Or whatever it is, I don't know. Let's
3: take a look at this game coming up and tell me what you think about it.
2: Three and a half seconds, don't listen. (laughs) I've played this. What is that? Neo Turf Masters. Yes.
3: but take a look at the game. Take a look at, I put a screen upgrade in that.
2: Oh, I didn't, yeah, you did.
3: So that is the backlit LCD.
2: Yeah, looks great. So, so I was I gr- praying, playing it with the light, so yeah. it wasn't as obvious. But yeah, if I tilt it now, yeah.
3: So that that um, LCD is from Console Five, that upgrade, and they make it very nice. They include the 3D printed bracket, which centers it, the centers the screen in there correctly. Um, they include um, everything that's in there. I mean. It's pretty amazing, so you should look at the screen differences, and I want to show you a little cool feature, too. Um, But take a look at the screen differences.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at mine now. Now, we talked about this before you did this, which I didn't know you did this.
3: Check this out.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, now I can't even see. He just turned the lights off. I can't see mine at all. I just see the red light. It says Powers On. That's right. And yours looked great. However... It is massively smaller than mine.
3: Yeah, it, it's not massively. It's 0.2 millimeters or something like that. So I mean, it's not like um, it's not like crazy smaller. And another thing, console five does, which other people don't when they sell this upgrade, is they give you a new lens, which has the blackout on the lens to make it so you can't see the electronics on the edges of the LCD. Yeah,
2: it was not immediately apparent. Um... Yeah, if you look at the difference there.
3: Yep. No, you're right. It is smaller because it's from a Game Boy, I think. It's the LCD from a Game Boy, but th- th- what's included in the box is an LCD, a circuit board, and all the um, little cable ribbons to actually connect them all together. So there's some modding to do on this, but it it includes um, it includes that all in the package, and in- it was it was actually pretty easy to do. I did want to show you one What's feature. The, what on was that, the though. cost on that? It was. I don't want to say it was like around forty-five bucks.
2: Oh, that's it. Fifty bucks, yeah. Oh, that's not bad at all.
3: Let me show you something real quick. I'm going to come around to you.
2: And the other thing I remember too is you bought two of these. One because you wanted to do the mod, that's and right. one you were going to leave alone.
3: And I left it. So watch this.
2: I'm watching. Still watching. It's not, it's not working. It's not doing what he wants it to do.
3: There is a touch sensitive button. Maybe it's because my hands are at the wrong temperature or something. There's a. Let me just. There we go.
2: A touch sensitive button on the top.
3: Yeah, there's like the little button that presses against the top, and it um when you hit it, it will dim the. It'll there's five different settings for the. Oh, like brightness. Brightness. Weird. Yeah, but I don't know why. There it, it, there it is. It
2: seems like it typically works. Oh yeah, there you
3: go. See that? So, like, there's low, and then there's high. That's crazy. And it's sensitive. It's a little touch thing that pushes against the top of this.
2: So hopefully good. you can hear Eric on mic there. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, there's a, uh, you don't see a button on the top of the Neo Geo, but on the top of that screen, it can sense your finger touching the top of the device. Yep. And it changes the screen brightness five different brightness levels. So
3: anyway, that was... Uh... For
2: 45 bucks. that might be worth doing. I just, I'm a little turned off by the fact that it gets smaller
3: it does get smaller so you you have to make your peace with that but i will tell you that i've never had a better month of playing the games on the neo geo pocket it makes a world of difference to me that that it's a bright screen that you can see the games i mean i i i've I've, it's been a whole new world to me so yeah i gotcha
2: that's cool let's see if we can find tim yep all right so tim is on the line tim how are you doing sir hello guys how are you doing i'm good i feel like you just woke up or something like you have energy
0: <laughs> well I, I, I just woke up i don't know about the energy bit
2: well we are at the end of the night with three beers down and a fourth coming up so, soon soon here so um i'm gonna rely
0: on you to keep the energy flowing <laughs> three beers in nice <laughs> how, course, how have home. they been this time I'm, I'm keen to hear them but just just give me a quick rundown they've been good They've been pretty good. They've been roughly, yeah, good. Nothing great, though. So we have a peanut butter and
3: jelly cream stout from <clears> YOLO <throat> Brewing Company. We had a Dust Bowl Pale Ale, and then we had a Waffle Town Maple Brown.
0: Oh, I like the sound of the last one. That sounds good. It was good. Yeah, they're, all very, they're all very flavorful yes yeah lots Lots of flavor um I've, I've got my empty can of the heretic juicier than thou right in front of me oh so yeah
2: i wanted that's one of the things i did want to catch up on and see uh if you could um go over some of the stuff you opened last time and let us know what you thought real quick do you think you could do that right now or um yeah if you want to yeah go for it so there you go what about that beer the uh that's one of if not my favorite beers at the moment the that's what they have a full keg of right now downstairs
0: yeah, I actually had that last night and that was really, really nice. You like that? Um, okay, yeah, you really get the, the mango in that. I don't think I'd want too many of them because it is quite a sweet beer, isn't it? I, I like a full keg of it. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I mean, at, at one go, you know, gotcha. maybe one or two at a time. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a really good one. That's, um, got, the, that's probably
2: a good thing because when I had that keg of the red ale it went in literally 5 days i mean i had a lot yeah. of people over but yeah. it went quick so yeah this this one's lasting a lot longer
0: yeah yeah it's it's interesting isn't it how we get straight into beer and not games
1: well <laughs> that's okay
0: they go hand in hand yeah they they do they do how about that modern times sour uh yeah that's the, that was uh, oh no i haven't had that one yet that's still in the fridge um oh, i okay. had the i had the gummy worms one that was really oh, good right yeah that, well, was, that was uh chewy
3: <laughs> well it's 6 a.m so why don't you crack that bad boy open and let's talk about it
0: <laughs> there you go no I, i've i've got tea this time <laughs> yep and then i think I'm uh just very on point <laughs> tea
2: time yeah of Tim. course of course yeah we did that last episode um we already know you like the goldfish we already guys knew you guys wanted the crush yeah. but um how about I guess the last two really were the ding dongs, and then our our version of good American chocolate.
0: Yep, uh, the ding dongs—they were—they're—they're they're okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are not—they're not bad in any way, shape, or form. They're okay. They're—they're they're definitely edible. Um, unlike unlike <laughs> Twinkies, you heard it first. Price that I tweeted you guys the other day. <laughs>
2: Ding have, dongs are edible. I'd
3: have those in my <laughs> school lunch when I was a kid. Ding dongs. I loved them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I loved them too. But yeah, yeah they're not.
0: They're not amazing. As they're adults, just...
3: it doesn't hit the palate quite the same as it when we were kids.
0: No, no. I think uh, we we have um, kind of a similar sort of thing over here called a, a mini roll. I don't know if you've ever seen those before. I think um, so. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're kind of like standard fare, um, in lunchbox mini rolls, and uh, yeah, there they're very similar sort of taste to Ding Dong. So yeah, they're they're there fine. They're fine. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's all good. And then the Ghirardelli um, chocolate. Yep, yeah, that's like that's that? really nice, actually. Yeah, yeah, I like the uh, the peppermint bark one because that's yep. the oh yeah, is that the the milk and the white chocolate mixed together i think the peppermint bark one was yeah yeah that was that was really nice and the salted caramel that was a good one as well so yeah thumbs up for that one my favorite is the salted
3: yeah
2: the salted
0: caramel one
3: is really good yeah we just bought another 12 pack of the crunchies
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yes yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah.
3: My, my daughter loves those but the problem is she wants to share them with everyone at school she'll bring them whole whole crunchy bars like she took three of them and just gave them out yeah
2: my daughter does that too i just like oh Oh, i know why do our kids have to be all caring and giving i know where did they learn that garbage (laughs) exactly sharing the crunchy love (laughs) (laughs) well i want to i want to get a flake over here so eric can try a flake because i i think that's a unique taste as well
0: yeah interesting interesting
2: oh oh oh, (laughs) interesting interesting indeed um cool before we get to this large package in front of us yes first (laughs) item we have written down here is um even though it's not a news segment you mentioned there might be some news here tim drew
0: yes indeed yep yep so um, i'm
3: excited to hear this
0: I was speaking with uh, Rod from Futures 8-Bit last night. Um, we are kind of, like, got some stuff that we've been keeping under the hat for a little while. Um, it's not hardware-related, should I say. Um, gotcha. But uh, we've got a new range of uh, cassette games coming out. So this is going to be called the... Yeah, this is going to be called the four ninety nine range or four pound wow. ninety nine. Oh um, wow! And we have we have to say starting from four ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. So not everything is four ninety nine, but we've same got same as the um, nine ninety nine range. It starts exactly, there. that's right. Yeah, it starts there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got a few titles that haven't been released on particular formats yet. So coming up, we've got uh, Crazy Blaster. Uh, which is the one on the commodore 64 on cartridge at the moment from misfit uh, misfit right yeah does that sounds yeah. like a misfit game that's it yeah so that's going to be coming out on the amstrad cody yes <laughs> wow
3: <laughs> i
2: don't know why i love this system even though i've never even seen one or touched it but i have my heart belongs to amstrad right now yeah
0: I think, I think you will, you, that will be even more so when you do finally get one. We'll sort that out. Um, and a Spectrum version is also coming soon. Um, the good thing with the Spectrum version, it's a 48K version and also slightly enhanced for the 128 with a bit of different sound and some spot effects and bits and pieces.
2: Now you have to, um, you have to amend that. It's slightly enhanced for the 128 and or the next.
0: Uh, yes indeed yeah <laughs> yes um, uh, did you did you see that that picture i tweeted uh last night of the uh of someone getting somebody uh, received uh, it next. yeah 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 so the, well, he's actually idea. he's actually in a place called dorchester which is not far away from me so i might have to send him a message on twitter and say say come can, can i come down and see your next please <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh by the way my name's tim <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I was a little worried about that because I'm co- not worried, but I know obviously the UK is going to get it first because that's where it's shipping from. Um, but someone mentioned on there that that um, they thought that the standard next would ship first and that the accelerated yes. ones would be later.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that's the case because uh, this guy, uh, when he posted it on Twitter, he um, opened his one up straight away and put extra RAM in it or something. So.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, mine's accelerated, so hopefully it doesn't. Leave me too far
0: behind oh right okay well no, it sh- should be good should be good um whatever i mean you're gonna get one so that's that's the main thing yep. I'm, I'm well well gel <laughs>
2: well hopefully i'll be able to get it before the next show that's
0: yeah goal. fingers crossed great okay so yeah so moving on we've got a a, a vic 20 game called pumpkin coming out um now that i Ooh. believe is is this is that the same one by uh the guy that did nibbler is that the um, one that I played? Yes, I think so, yeah. That I yeah. loved? So, we, yeah. so we've got a physical version of that one coming out. Um, then, of course, uh, we're going to put Nibbler onto tape as well, so that'll be on, on the VIC-20 on tape. Uh, we've got another Misfit game, uh, but this time it's for the Commodore 16, Cody, so you'll be able to play it on your plus four. Oh, wow. Um, and That'd that's be cool. Ag- yeah, and that's Angry Dude. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't even seen. I that love one the name. Yet, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just looked up.
2: I just looked up. It's Pump Kid, right?
0: Not Pumpkin, but Pump, Pump Kid. Oh, right. It's Pump Kid, is it? Okay. I mean, again, I've, I've not. I'm just going by what Rod told me. So, um, gotcha. I'm waiting for all the. I'm waiting for all the for all the files to drop into the folder, so I can actually start playing some of this stuff. So um, this
2: is. I have not played a ton of Vic Twenty, but Pump mm-hmm. Kid is is at this point my favorite Vic Twenty game.
0: No, right. yeah, okay.
2: no, I have. I oh, love it. Have it. I okay. love it. I've I've played a download version, and I will absolutely get a cartridge with that. That oh great. Or no, you said cassette. It's, yeah, it's going to be cassette. cassette. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played yeah. this so, one yet. Also, i tried it It's simple, but just fun. I I love
0: it. Yep. Excellent. Okay, uh, so we're re-releasing uh, Pentagora on the Vic Twenty. Um, that one's been about for—I think that was actually one of the first games we published uh, on tape. Pentagora, uh, Pilot Attack. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, uh, probably not one of the games that you like the most, apart from oh, Head I- Over Heels. Isometric, is- isometric. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I pulled it up here real quick. <laughs> and yeah. that's on the penultimate too, right? <laughs> Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So you guys have got that. That's one. where I've played it. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it, so, it looks
2: impressive for a VIC 20 game, though.
0: It is. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. And uh, the tape loader is quite unique because it actually has a loading screen and some very basic music while it's loading, and it loads very, very quick for a 32K game as well. <laughs> it looks uh, great. cool. Yeah so we've got pilot attack that's already been out on the spectrum for a while um yep, so we're just fun popping one. that on the 499 label now there's another one um i'm not actually i've not actually seen this i don't know the guy who's doing it um but it's a hunchback style game for the vic 20 um and it's actually got a german name so i'll i'll try very very loosely to to project pronounce it do it with it's, an
3: accent yeah.
0: Please. Uh, <laughs> Mongazist. Mongazist. Yes. Yep. I
2: was going to type yeah. it into Google, but I'm not going to yeah. try.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So it's spelled M O N D G E S I C H T.
2: Yeah. There's the, not enough vowels. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely German, <champion>, isn't it? <laughs> there's nothing up yet for it. Nope no okay so cool. yeah so that that one's coming up on the 499 range um another cartridge that we've got available or will be is we're going to put do a rodman double pack so rodman and ms rodman on cartridge for the commodore 64 oh that's cool is that, yeah. that that's a 999 range cartridge uh yes uh well i'm not, sh- not really sure on the price on that one yet but it will it will be there yeah um now, that leads us on nicely. When I said hardware, it's not quite true um, because we've got a new uh, cartridge development system coming out. Uh, I don't know, uh, Eric, I don't know, you might be familiar with Magic Desk cartridges. Yep. Yep. Yeah? Um, so we've actually got a cartridge board that's coming out uh, to so you'll be able to do your own Magic Desk cartridges.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, so it allows you. I think I'm just smiling and were... nodding over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Are. That. That. <laughs> I've <laughs> heard <laughs> of it.
3: I, I don't know too many details about it, but I've heard of them
0: for sure. Yeah. So Magic Desk is kind of like a a little cartridge that was produced by Commodore um, back in, well, I don't know, the, the early 80s. And it allowed you to. Uh, obviously read and write back to the cartridge so it was like a utility cartridge um but based on that technology someone's taken it and moved it forward so you can get up to one meg uh eproms on there which is yeah. really cool so that yeah. obviously allows for some very very big games on the Commodore 64. um so that's kind of one of the reasons why we've um gone with this particular system is obviously if we were to get a few new games that might be um bigger than sort of like the standard 8k and 16k uh we've got a platform that we can launch those on um and that's kind of a an allude to what may be coming up in the near future
2: very cool yeah we were just talking about sam's journey journey and how it had to be on four discs (laughs) <laughs> and swapping between them all
0: yeah i got the disc version i didn't get the cartridge version i'm crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i that's just part of my disc collection anyway um yeah you know, i'll just i'll just load it up off of um crt or something like that if i want to play it that sounds awesome yeah Yep. Yeah. uh Those so yeah great, so that's we got, great
3: news that's a lot of cool games
0: coming out yep yeah. And we've also got... I don't know if you've seen this or not. Um, Rod put some tweets out for it. Uh, but wait, there's, there's more. Yes, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the C64 Mini, it was the kind of the idea, and I think it'll probably work on the C64 Maxi, um, is the SD to USB.
4: Uh-oh. So it's
0: essentially a little... Um, like the sd to IEC, the casing and all that sort of stuff and it's got the sd card in there but it plugs into a usb port um so you can then read (laughs) all your all your stuff straight off the straight off the 64 mini in a little um on the sd card off of the that'll be pretty uh,
3: cool and it'll look like the 1541 right it'll be like a, a little case
0: that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pretty that's sweet. That's, 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 uh, that's available already on the website, I think. I think they're about, uh, I don't know, 20, 20, pound, 25, 25 pound, something that's like cool. that. That's um, So yeah, they're, they're available already. That's cool. So that's not really a uh, performance
2: enhancement or anything. It's more just kind of a novelty to get that. 1541 exactly. on the side yeah. there yeah. yeah i
0: mean you you can do everything you can do with a normal usb stick you know it's, yeah. it's no different to that um it's just just like a novelty so you can have it plug it in um and uh yeah it looks like a little uh 1541 to go with the c64 mini
2: no, that's really cool like that, it's kind of like when the uh, genesis mini came out uh we couldn't get them over here but i think in the uk they had the accessory pack so you could shove a fake uh, 32x on the top and you could shove uh, to a CD, a CD the, the yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. And I totally, yeah. w- if that was available readily over here, I'd totally get one of those just to make the tower of power.
3: But the yeah, the yeah. interesting thing though it <laughs> is it would have some utility to me because I use an SD card in my Ultimate sixty four to ho- yeah. store all my games. Yeah, so yeah. I could just pull that card out and then pop it right into this device that would instead of having to transfer it to a USB stick. Yeah, I could yeah. just pop it in there, and so I can move it in between the two a lot easier.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the future. Was eight bit news for this month.
2: <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna play a
0: sound effect, but now
2: I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't even know what I'd use. I guess I could use like a.
3: I know Tim can't hear that, but there, there could be some. Appla- <laughs> there could be some applause. Some applause! Yay! 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 <laughs>
0: man my voice so yeah, is going we're, we're all caught up on that well thank you breaking
2: news here on Pixel news. maybe <laughs> maybe or maybe not yeah. depends uh <laughs> depends. how your voice holds up but yeah that that too <laughs> all right man that is cool um so yeah let's just start going through this list here um okay. so tim you didn't right before you hopped on here I bought um, one of Eric's Amiga 1200s. Ooh, so nice. I, n- I now have the full set of Wedge. Yes. As does Eric, which is extremely cool, because now I can play AGA games. A1200 for the win. Right?
3: Yeah, it's a pretty um, nice one, too. The case is in really good shape. So, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it yeah. should be a should be a great one.
0: Just staring I, at it. Yeah. I love my 1200. I, I recently got... Um, I. My, both of my 1200s was kind of like sitting in the background for quite a while. And then when I went to, uh, swag late last month, uh, the Southwest Amiga group, um, I got, uh, my 1200 back up and running because I wanted to take it with me. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's really cool. I've actually got, got it back working properly and I'm using it now. So I've been diving into some, some games on that from time to time. But my problem is whenever I power up the Amiga, I go straight to Pinball Fantasies. I yeah. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, just, I just can't stop playing Pinball Fantasies.
3: <laughs> That's a great one. I always yeah. do canon I always do canon fodder. Um, did,
0: did the pinball
2: games have um an AGA version? They did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. only played yeah. the standard so.
0: Yeah. I have, have to, to do that, that now. The, Yeah, it came out on the CD32. So I've got um, the original of Pinball Fantasies on the CD32 as well. So it's got some enhanced music and uh, obviously loads a bit quicker as well on that. Well, depends if you're using it through WHD load, I suppose. Very cool. Yeah.
2: All right. So moving on. I've got a little one here. uh, If you guys remember, I love the game Cuphead. Yes um i played through that within the week i just couldn't stop myself and uh went to the fancy establishment here in america called target
0: (laughs) Um, the boutique yeah yes the equivalent Um, of tesco's over here i think isn't it
2: is that what it is i think so i think you're right yeah yeah um anyways they had this random cuphead chaotic casino construction set for sale for seven bucks seven
0: bucks seven bucks so it looks, that was it say that again Cody
2: It's <laughs> cuphead chaotic casino construction set. Wow right <laughs> um, I actually didn't even know really what it was but I'm opening it right now and it looks like it's um, it's like a Lego set but it's got decals and like dice and stuff in here um, uh-huh.
3: those are straight up like Lego pieces and if you
2: look at the, it's got you know it yeah. got cuphead and mugman. And then, uh, if you look at it finished on the back here, you got the devil overlooking a casino and it looks really cool. For seven bucks, I'll build that with my girls and uh, put it on the shelf. I think it looks killer.
3: It looks really cool.
2: And it's got the the old timey box, kind of like the old uh, tin toys, with like the brown cardboard and like the kind of weak ink on it.
3: It's pretty amazing that that showed up in Target. Right? When I saw it there, I'm like, oh, hell yeah.
2: Seven bucks? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Cool. Random things that appear in Target. (laughs)
2: Right? That should hey, be
0: a I've new segment. A, I've I've got a vaguely interesting fact about Cuphead. Okay. Uh, did you know that Cuphead is now available to play if you have a Tesla Model Three? What?
3: I did re- I did see the news article on that, but oh, it plays on the screen. <laughs> yeah, it plays on yep. the screen in there. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> I, why, I, I couldn't quite convince.
0: Yeah, I c- couldn't quite convince my wife that was a reason that I needed to buy a Model 3, but... <laughs> so you ended up with the MG. <laughs> yeah, ended up with the MG, yeah.
3: <laughs> can't play that on the MG.
0: No, you can't do an awful lot with the with the infotainment system on the MG. It's very, very basic.
2: The problem with that is
3: if you play Cuphead
2: on the Switch, you throw your Switch and break it, but if you play it with your Tesla Model 3... <laughs> yeah. What if- <laughs> You just, but you, you, do you just you just slam l- on the gas and jump out of the car, or what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you you can link an Xbox pad to it. Gotcha. But yeah, but oh yeah. yeah, so I guess you just throw that when you get angry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. throw the big screen, <laughs> and then take it back to Tesla. Well, you put it on there, you know. So so if if I break the screen with the joy pad, you've got to replace it. <laughs> Eric, you've been playing some
2: more ape out.
3: So the next item handle is- yourself. I love this game so much. Ape out on the Switch that I beat it. And it's not an easy game. Eric beat a game! Yep, Yay! (laughs) That is something. That is something to shout out. I'm not going to go into too much details on this one, but um, it's probably one of my top games I've played on Nintendo Switch. I love it. There's so many cool elements to the game, and the later levels do get very challenging, but I couldn't put it down. It's like a good novel that you're reading, like I couldn't put it down, and I just beat it, so
0: ape out ape out for the win get it have you played that and at eric, all tim eric for the win yeah. uh, no not yet it's, it's on the list yeah it's a, luckily they do have a, a free demo yeah
2: so you can download and play like the first i think yep. side a of level one yep
0: I, th- um, I think i'd just go ahead and get it anyway because it's it does it does look and sound really cool it's
3: very stylistic and i gotta thank paradroid for recommending it because he was like oh have you played that and i was like no and he never recommends games, so I was like, I'm gonna try that out and I it's like I
2: hear a lot of people love it and it's
3: like you know, my top three games on Switch probably. And a
2: lot of people really like it for for whatever reason it just doesn't work for me, but that's fine. Yeah. Most people absolutely love it. So I'm glad they had the demo because if I would have paid it saved eight you bucks the money. yeah. <laughs> but still it was it only goes on it goes on sale pretty regularly for eight bucks, so Killer game for that uh, price
3: still I mean it has stealth it has uh very stylistic music it, I I like
2: I, the music a lot
3: I absolutely loved the entire game I, I, I hope it saying there's,
0: you, it's is it got a jazzy type feel isn't it it's got a very jazzy
3: very yeah. jazzy type feel and I'm just I'm hoping that eventually they come out with an ape out too because I will be the first one in line to get it I love it it's a it's a fantastic game
0: excellent sounds good.
3: All right, so Cody, what's going on with this DDR pads?
0: I'm checking it right now on
2: shopgoodwill.com.
3: Oh wow, it's on there, huh? It's an auction. Did you win it? I got outbid.
0: Uh, oh, is it over? Wop wop it, it just ended. Uh. So uh,
2: it was it was random. I, I saw these. They were the full. They're for PlayStation Two. Yeah. They're the full metal DDR pads, like you'd see at an arcade. Yeah. With like the heavy duty button, and they had two of them with the handlebars and everything.
3: And, they, and, and someone bought them, huh?
2: Yeah. I, they, they, I, they're still selling them on Amazon for 300 bucks each.
3: Uh, and how much they, do they go on shop? How much They sold they they for
2: to... $43 for the pair. <laughs> so I, I tried to snag them for 42 and like an hour ago, they were only at 16 Yeah, so Somebody found my number and went right above it, and that's fine. Um,
3: I, there was a time when I wanted to get those, too
2: i honestly i wanted to get them to let my girls play it once or twice have fun with it and then if they're 300 bucks each try to turn them into more hobby money i got you i actually
3: wanted to get them to get to get my kids like into it too because i think they'd find out my my daughter would find it really cool
2: but these things were huge i mean they're the full metal yeah they're huge so there's no way that my wife would let me keep these or put them in the house anywhere anywhere
3: yeah so
0: (laughs) yeah I've i've just googled that and know what the heck you're actually talking about now yeah they're dance dance there. revolution
2: da- dance dance revolution pads yeah oh yeah i can say ddr that. sorry yeah dance <laughs> dance dance revolution those yeah. would
3: be a blast i mean just to have that i've never had uh, the pads for any kind of game that i have but you know they're they, they do sell the ones that are just plastic yeah, like yeah. the plastic those, pads
2: those are pretty inexpensive
3: yeah
0: do yeah, that I've, I've, I've got uh, one of those lying around for the PlayStation somewhere, um, which was Dance Station Euro mix or something like that I had years ago. Uh, yeah. It was all that and Spice Girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right what um, else is there other than the Spice Girls? Come
2: on. <laughs> that is the end-all be-all of music yep. as far as I'm concerned. Um <laughs> dreamcast dd what is it called gdmu
3: gdmu
2: so i went ahead and and ordered one and put it in my dreamcast so i now have an sd card solution in my dreamcast and actually eric if you want to grab that real quick Yep. so a lot of people put this in there you have to take out the optical drive or the cd drive whatever you want to call it right and you can put this little sd uh solution in there but a lot of people get this 3d
3: printed piece that's i think you did
2: it right
3: uh yes i did
2: excuse me um and basically, I guess it does two things for you. It kind of directs the airflow, yes, so that you can still run fan across the processor; doesn't overheat. Yeah. And then it makes a little slot so you can put your backup SD cards. So, you let me borrow your SD card, which is 200 gigabyte, held like every US game. Yes. Um, or I should say every English game. Hmm. Um, but to add extra games because there's a lot of homebrew. There's a lot of really good Japanese shmups. Yep. And other things, you kind of have to have another card. Uh so I didn't get that cool little 3D printed thing mm-hmm. but I definitely wanted the second card to put a bunch of homebrew that I already had um and as well as some games I you know I bought some of these Japanese shmups that I do want to put on a card um here's my solution check this out Yeah
3: Wow you just glued, <laughs> you just glued the little he glued the little um The little SD card holder, like when you buy an SD card, there's like a little plastic tray that it comes with. Yeah, yeah. Just glued it in there. (laughs) Perfect. You know, I didn't. I didn't get the 3D printed. Now that I'm, now that you're talking about that, I didn't do that. I just did standoffs. I just did standoffs.
2: I don't have my perfect button. I just Japan. I have Japan. I don't have perfect.
3: Uh, That fits. Um, I didn't get, I didn't have the 3D printer. Okay. Thing. So I, I, I should do your solution too.
2: <laughs> yeah. So anyways, it's hokey, but it works because I don't, I'm not going to remember which cards which. So I have one inside the, the unit. Yeah. To hold all my games, and then I have my backup one out here.
3: Mine just sits on a shelf, and I hope that it doesn't get lost someday. So that's not actually not a bad little solution.
2: I mean, you're not going to use that for anything else anymore. And I have multiple
3: Dreamcasts, so. In, exactly, and I'll I've keep I have one two in, of them as well.
0: Yeah. I need to get that done on mine. Um, I uh, I really want to get into a lot more Dreamcast games. And it's, like it's, you said, Cody, there's, there's there must be some awesome Japanese shmups on that. So I've, oh, I've got to really get in and try those.
2: Yeah, and when after I did that, I started playing through a couple of them, having fun. But I already told Eric here that I just got stuck playing Sega Bass Fishing.
0: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I've actually got one of those... Um, uh, rods as well, oh, the, you, the fishing rod uh, things. We were just, yeah, we, we, yeah, we were
3: just talking about that earlier. Yeah, I need to get one
2: yeah. because yeah. I love the Sega arcade fishing games. They're so much fun. I
3: might go looking for the rod now if you're, you know, to get into that. That would be a fun thing to get into.
2: All right, the next topic on our list, I've been waiting to hear you guys talking about talk about. So I'm gonna let you and Eric take this, Tim.
3: But I'm very nervous <laughs> about talking about this because are we going to talk <laughs> about spoilers too. at all? <laughs> well, how
2: far did you guys?
3: Okay, so I got to the where where it says end, like the end with the shocking reveal at the end, but I didn't go too f- much further. But I did go a little further to find out kind of the twist. Okay, I'm not quite. So I don't know. I don't know what we can reveal without spoilers.
2: We might have to wait until <laughs> next month to talk about this.
3: Yeah, I want to get through it now, but it's like I did just didn't have time.
2: It's really not a long uh, game, but it's, we're talking about Doki Doki Literature Club, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is a free game on Steam, which I highly recommend. Anybody who is, yep. I mean, it's it's not again. I, I always tell people it's it's this anime like love triangle game thing, but it's not like a pervy game. It's actually this like psychotic horror game.
0: Yeah, um, it's actually you, it's actually really dark in places, isn't it? You're kind of like you're sat there and you're thinking what the heck
3: <laughs> well the funny thing is i just reached the point where it got real dark and then yeah, yeah. and then it starts the game starts over again i don't want to give away too much yeah. and i'm starting to see the little things yeah, happening yeah, yeah. Okay. and uh, yeah it, where are
2: you at tim how would you describe yeah. where you're at without giving anything away i'm actually um, having fun I- watch-
0: I'm probably still in the cutesy part of the game okay, um, okay. I, I guess um I'm probably four poems in, I think because um, okay. I think that's probably the the meter of the game isn't so it you're, How,
3: uh... if you're four poems in, you're almost to the point where what I'm talking about, so you're not yeah. far behind me you're probably you're probably literally like ten minutes behind me,
0: yeah, I think um Yuri's just uh agreed to come round to help. <laughs> Okay. So with, I've, <laughs> I, with with decorations. That was yep. it. And that, that was an interesting part. It's like um, that you, you've got that choice of who you need to offer help to in the game. And again, don't want to give too many spoilers away. But you actually end up having to go through all four characters. And it's like, yep. uh, and, and, you, and you end up with that one that you probably wanted to, but didn't want to pick because that would make it awkward for everyone else.
3: <laughs> did, did you see my tweet about the, about the knife? Because, again, I'm not going to give away too much, but I got real nervous. I was like, oh, <laughs> sh- oh crap. This is, now, now we're talking about knives. But you, I think you're coming yeah. up on that real, real yeah. soon. It,
0: it's, it's starting to get a little bit edgy, and you're kind of like, okay. Right, something's going gonna, gonna, get- to kick off here in a minute. We're going to have to wait until next <laughs> yeah, month. because I don't wanna I want you guys to give away. It's hard
3: to not talk about it, um, because remind me when we do talk about this next month, because my son... Actually went over to a friend's house about six months ago.
0: Okay. Yeah.
3: Because I I was driving my son to a track practice and he goes, I was like, he's like, we were talking about the podcast and I was like, yeah, we're talking about this game called Doki Doki Literature Club and he goes, oh, that sounds familiar and I was like, yeah, it's a game that's kind of anime and it's like these four girls and he's like, yeah, those four girls. And they they're in a classroom, and they're in a literature club, and then they and then he told me the reveal at oh the, he
0: did oh, and no. he like,
3: <laughs> but but what his friend did is he stopped there, he thought that was it, and they and he uh-huh. and he didn't and he he okay. was like, this is stupid, I don't want to do you know this is this this was stupid and his friend just gave up on it because he thought that literally was the end, okay, so I was like, I told Sam I was like, that's not the end, you know, but yeah, whatever. Yeah.
2: All right, I'm excited to see it. We we'll have to finish it next month cuz I want I want to next month I want you guys to we'll go, full disclosure talk about it and we'll, we'll just we'll tell definitely everybody be done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll tell. Done. we'll tell everybody, you know, spoiler alert, jump 10 minutes ahead or whatever, but but I have to I have to ask, did you guys both go for Yuri then?
3: We both do it for Yuri. I went for Yuri
0: yep yep (laughs) yeah
3: i did too back in the day i
0: I think that i think the game kind of like pushes you in that direction anyway naturally um i think so i I i mean i felt like led in that direction but that was
3: what i was naturally going towards but towards the, I don't want to say end because it's not really the end. But like I was like more of Sayori.
2: Oh, they make you start second guessing
0: everything. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sort of like Monica and is it Natsuki? You, mm. you just can't really get a, a full read on either of their characters. I mean, Natsuki is pretty bananas, um, but she's always <laughs> got a guard up, hasn't she? She's kind of like you know. She's feisty. Yeah, she's feisty, standoffish. Yeah, um, and Monica's like you know very, very <laughs> straight, right down the middle, isn't she? Oh man, pixel guide <laughs> in where grown men talk about high school girls. <laughs> All right. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> but
0: but it's, yeah. it's one of those games. It literally does you know suck you in. It's it's, no, it's it really does. cool. I, yeah, I suggest
2: yeah. it to anybody who is. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're weak, I guess at heart, no. But anybody else it's, it's yes. a really cool I game I was just getting to the yeah. point
3: though where I was like oh man I gotta keep clicking through these messages I sped up yeah. the text message and like I literally laid back in my chair and I was using the mouse like a like a handheld remote yeah
2: yeah yeah like, to click through <laughs> it, the is, thing. It's, it is reading it is yeah, reading. It's just yeah. reading like yeah. a visual
3: novel but it's like I was like I found a way to speed it up because I could read faster than that and I literally was just using it like a handheld remote, and it worked for me, and i yep. that's what got me to the point. But once it got more interesting, I was fully invested.
2: Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, we'll come Absolutely. back to that. We'll come back cool. to that. But uh, Eric, I picked up an Intellivision and talked about it and reviewed it and whatnot. And I
3: got jealous. And so what happened jelly. there? I was fully jelly. Jelly? Way <laughs> jelly. I was way jelly, so I got Intellivision as well. Hey! Yay! <laughs>
2: We are fellow television owners.
3: Which has been on my wish list for a long time. It's been on my watch list, like on Shop Goodwill, for a very long time. And I passed up a lot of really good deals. And I'm kind of glad I did, because I found one locally for pretty cheap. So I was happy to do that.
0: Cool. Well, that that kind of leads me on to one of my things, is the eBay disappointments. Because I've been seeing you guys both you know trying to trying to uh, with your in televisions and all that sort of thing and uh, i've wanted one for years and i i've missed about three or four on on ebay just recently the the prices are just going stupid at the moment so yeah it's really disappointing i feel like
2: they're literally jumping up over the last couple of months they're like yeah. just now yeah. jumping yep um it's a cool system
3: yep it is a cool system. I, the, the thing I like about it, which I think is covered in the segment, your segment, which I listened to, which was brilliant. Um, <laughs> the, but the uh, the, um, the thing about this machine, and I would imagine the Jaguar as well, is that the overlays make it a very collectible game system. Like I don't really have that that feeling like I, I need to get an EverDrive-style flash cart for it because I, I still might get one, but I feel like, because of the overlays and the manuals, I want to collect the actual boxed games. And um, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. So, I mean, I with this next shipment coming in, I should have a good stable of like eight to 10 games, and I'm just going to keep building on that, because they're cheap enough to collect. That's one thing that the price isn't gone crazy on is the games. The games are still yeah, five, just about five bucks a that. pop.
0: Yeah, the, the games are still pretty good price, aren't they? Yep. So, I wanted
2: to touch on that because I did mod mine. Yes. Um,
3: And we both had very different experiences modding it, I think. We
2: both modded ours. That's right. That's right. Um, Mine did come with the Intellivoice, by the way, which is cool.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I made sure of that. But yeah, my mod, I did the three uh, composite out the side. Yep. Which I've got some flack on from some people, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, It's the easiest, (laughs) most solid way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, without hopefully
3: I shut that down pretty fast because I was <laughs> I tried to be pretty uh, straightforward with the guy like this is my Television, I don't give I don't really give two craps what you say. What yeah, I do to it. exactly. It
2: yeah. works really well the look, picture looks really good um, The RF actually didn't look bad, but my big thing is my monitor doesn't accept RF. Yeah, so I To use my same monitor. I use all my other systems on everything is being converted to composite or better
3: yeah. And so. oddly enough, my RF did look kind of bad because my Atari 2600, the RF looked pretty good. This particular one, and it's probably has to do with some components and that are aging or whatever, but mine didn't look great. Hmm. So I was happy I did mine. Mine looks great with the mod. And I got the same exact mod you did. Yep. Yeah. Because I saw the eBay one where it's the green PCB, uh, all that. But I had what seemed to be an easy mod for me that. It took me three hours to do it, and it it was I was sweating bullets. Like I thought I like at times had ruined my really in television because one of those little plastic ribbon cables actually cracked when I applied so heat that's to it. The
2: weak part. Yeah.
3: Yep. It, but it, it cracked upwards, not across. But it cracked upwards to where it was split, and yeah. I had to kind of. Almost melt the plastic back together to keep it together to fit in the, uh, into the back of the slot. But I, it all works, and it's it's fine now, but it was touch and go for a while. I was really not happy that I... I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't the easiest I mean, the model. hardest
2: part is getting that, that heat shield off, or the, uh, the RF shield off, because yeah, I cut my soldered finger. the crap out of that. Yeah,
3: thing. I cut my finger trying to wedge that off, because I was using a... I had a desoldering gun as well, and so I would desolder those tabs and try to pull that heat shield off... But I still had to wedge a few places, and I slipped once with the screwdriver and... Because I was using a very small screwdriver, and it just cut my finger. I but... just
2: used desoldering braid and just sucked all the solder off of those things. And, and,
3: yep. Uh... Well, the desoldering gun took the solder off, but some of mine was still almost, like, rusted together, or uh, not rusted, but kind of whatever. The hardest
2: part for me was where the solder goes straight into some of the pins on yep. the end. Yeah. It's just a big old blob yep. covering a bunch of ground pins. But... Yep. Um, I did also get, I did not install it yet, but that same order, I also ordered the composite mod for my ColecoVision.
3: Yeah.
0: So that's next on my list to do. That's cool. I have it. That's the other thing that I've been trying to get off of eBay as well is the ColecoVision. Yeah. Those those two are definitely ones that I really want. Um, You
2: know, the ColecoVision, I definitely like more than my Atari. Yes. Yeah. But I do have to say the Intellivision, I like more than all three of them. Yeah. And I think it's just because the games they created for the Intellivision are so much different. They're more yeah. playable today.
3: Although the ColecoVision has some great, for its time, arcade ports. It has arcade
2: great ports. arcade ports. Yes. Um, I would never want to play an action game, per se, on the Intellivision. I right. typically want to play the strategy simulation type games.
0: Yeah. Yep. What was it? The Was it Advanced Dungeons and Dragons you, you got there on the um, Intellivision? Yeah. Was that the one? Yeah, that's that one of them. That's yeah, a we, fun game. That's really cool. That's just yeah. straight up
3: fun. I mean, I, I actually <laughs> spent probably three hours playing that once. Yep. And beat it and then played it on a harder level. And it, it's a that, that that's a great little game. And I got Night Stalker too. And that if you like Berserk, Night Stalker is amazing.
0: Yeah. One, one game that I seem to remember, because one of my friends had an Intellivision back in the day, was it Astro Smash or something like that?
3: That's one I want to get. I haven't found one yet, but they're pretty cheap to find, so I'll get it eventually. But that's a very, almost Gorf-like shmup. I think that's it.
2: Yeah, Eric and I are both uh, seeking out lots of these games, and anytime we get a double, we're just kind of tossing it to each other. I think that's how it's going to work. That's that's the way to make it work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Cool.
2: So Tim, the next topic, if you want to call it that.
0: Just says that you had a serious lack of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, this this month's been really heavy work-wise, um so it's been it's been hit he- it's been difficult to try and sort of like get into some games. And uh, to be honest, the, that's why Doki Doki has been quite good for me because it's been on the laptop, so I've been able to sort of I haven't had to you know go up into the into the loft space where all my retro stuff is and you know go through bits and pieces and go go through all that stuff so i've been able to just sort of like steal 10 15 minutes here and there um if it's possible to play that just for that length of time i lost another hour to it last night (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um,
3: and i totally agree with you like it's i had a pretty rough month too because work was really busy i worked almost every weekend um but i i um I I actually we mentioned this before you came on board, but we um, I modded my Neo Geo Pocket Color, so I I put an LCD backlit um, screen in it, and so I've been playing a lot. When when I find that I lack time to actually play games like on consoles, I do find that I can try to grab like um, a handheld system. So I've been playing a lot of Neo Geo Pocket, and that's pretty much what I do when I get super busy. Is I I shift to different type of systems which are a little more versatile.
0: Yeah 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 so I think I might start diving into a few more steam things because I haven't really used it for for ages and ages um but um I mean I've got some of the Uh, the Lamasoft stuff on there. Uh, So like the Minor Tour Project and um, Matrix, some of the remakes that uh, Jeff did on on Steam. So that's quite good. Um, The only thing I haven't bought on there is uh, Polybus, which is, um, I've got that on the PSVR. That
2: looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it is amazing. And uh, there's a a new game coming out. Um, I can't remember the title of it now, Um, but he's been posting a fair bit about that. And that's kind of like based on the Polybus engine. Um, And that's that's going to be another mega one wasn't polybus Um, actually in the arcade as well it was yeah it was was a legendary arcade machine wasn't it that i i can't remember whether it actually got launched or there was only like two or three machines ever available see i thought it was like a like a real like um what do they call them like
3: the legend that may not even be true has there ever been a verified actual physical arcade machine of that
0: yeah i think there was because um okay some of the backstory behind jeff creating polybus was i th- i seem to remember he went somewhere in the uk and into a secret location or something like that and actually played on one of these arcade machines um okay. so i think they, they there was a few that was about but i i you know i i don't think that they're in the public domain in any way shape or form hmm. um, yeah but yeah that 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 game is is really really trippy <laughs> to yeah, say the yeah. least um, Very cool. and it's it's one of those kind of like rhythm games as well um so you kind of like get into the flow of the game so it's it's a it's an out and out shooter for sure but you kind of the rhythm of the mm-hmm. music and how you how you play through it and everything is kind of like got that um nice flow to it and i think that's one of the key things with jeff's games as well you know it's always got that nice flow to it Cool.
2: Hey, Tim, what does this sound like to you? <laughs> beer. <laughs> More beer.
3: So, so Cody, you got to describe to us what we're pouring here.
2: I just ran downstairs and grabbed some beers and ran back up. Um,
3: These are tall boys, too, so this means driving home is going to... I'm going to have to wait a little longer.
2: <laughs> so I watched uh, John, who's been on the show. I watched his dogs for a couple days. Yeah. And in a thanks, he brought me a four-pack of Almanac Beer Company barrel-aged raspberry super oh sour nova, not supernova, mm-hmm. sour nova,
3: sour nova. Wow, barrel-aged raspberry. Sour
2: nova. <laughs> yep, so tart, refreshing, real fruit, sour, All
3: delicious. Right. I'm eager to try this. Have you? You've had this then?
2: Uh, I've had one yesterday. Okay. So, air, cheers. Cheers.
0: There we
3: go. <laughs> are you, mm-hmm. And Tim, what are you having there? Some tea. Our coffee. You you diving into the coffee?
0: Uh no, I I had had tea this morning. I'll probably go for a coffee in a bit, actually. Alright, Eric. <clears throat> we have reached the point in the show
2: where I need you to grab that large box behind you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like Christmas in
0: February. <laughs> With much quicker shipping. So have you mentioned this on the podcast yet? Or- so uh i
3: mean i haven't mentioned what's in the box because i'm i'm not certain 100 percent what's in the box but i do know the thing that's for me i think but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take my headphones off real quick so i can prop this up hold on go
0: for it go for and it
3: and we're gonna need some cutting implements cutting
0: implements Definitely yeah. need some cutting implements. How about sharp buzzers? Those, those will work.
3: Okay. Perfect. Sh- do you want me to dole this out like like Santa on Christmas, or do you want me to prop the box up here?
2: Yeah, dole it out. There's okay. not enough room. All right. I'm getting very bassy right here. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> do you enjoy, enjoy the bass notes of my voice, Tim? So, so Cody, how's the beer while Eric's opening? It's very sensual. Out? This beer is very crisp and raspberry oh. and soury, and oh, I like it very man. much. Cool. Um, it's. Hey,
3: hmm. okay, before before we get into the retro goodness, look at what we got here though. Oh
2: I see, flakes. I see flakes.
3: <laughs> oh wow, <laughs>
2: Not, look at all goodness, this. Goodness. All these crunchies, which Eric doesn't need because he got a ton, so I'll just take all these. <laughs> a starbar oh, Cadbury Starbar, which Peanuts yep. and care. Ooh, peanuts and carib. Is this like a payday? It
0: might be. You you guys probably don't have paydays over there, do you Tim? Uh, yeah, we well we we do and we don't. I mean, obviously they're imported, so um, we we then it's not a sort of like a regular one that, that we have over here. Is the Starbark kind of like that? I would I would assume so. Yeah, the reason okay. why I sent those is because. Um, i don't know if you remember on on twitter a few days ago there was um i think it was from free 64 said was talking about chocolates and that sort of thing so i thought i'd send those guys over and see if it does actually rip your teeth out (laughs) yeah i don't i don't (laughs) we'll see
3: i just showed cody this one this is interesting uh not a great combo that says it's shrimps and bananas (laughs)
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) It is literally a bag of candies that have shrimp and banana shaped candies in them.
3: Interesting. What on
2: earth? And then this one, I can't imagine milk bottles being terrific either. (laughs) They're actually
0: really nice. Are they really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) My goodness. Well, I'll have to take your word for now. Eric's going so fast right now, I can't keep up. This is awesome. I'm going to let you open this. Okay, well... This, this actually, to me, is amazing. I think what's in that bag okay. is cool. So I'll let you, I'm gonna I'll let you open right that. I'll get there right now. I'm
2: ch- trying to figure out what a Frito bar is, or Frito... Freddo. Freddo? Yeah, Fredo bars. Yep. Did, actually, it's funny, because the rest of these are huge and chunky. These double-deckers, I
0: don't know what that is, but they look amazing. Double-deckers um, are... Double-deckers are sort of like um, nougat uh, on top covered in chocolate and then they've got sort of like a crunchy base they're really really nice that sounds amazing i know i love flakes yep uh crunchies of course i don't
3: think i've had flakes so that's going to be new to me
2: but this fruit freddo feels like an empty bag of nothing it's the weirdest thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're they're
0: really really light but they are very nice almost like a wafer
3: is it like a wafer
0: no no it's like a little um chocolate bar huh interesting and then uh, fizzy, cola-flavored lances.
3: Yep. Is, that, is, that, is that like, do you, you know those soda bottle caps? They're, they're quite, quite sour. Water?
0: They're quite sour tasting, okay. those ones. Okay. That's why I them. You, you'll like those. <laughs> is it going to be like sour milk bottles? No, no, the milk bottles aren't <laughs> sour. They're, they're just sweet. <laughs> they
2: should be if it's milk. Yeah. <laughs> have you, I'm sure you guys have had those uh, every-flavored beans, the Jelly Bellies yep you've had those right
0: yeah the, 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 you've got like the random flavors in there don't you you just don't like, know what you're gonna get the gross ones
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude the sour milk
0: will make you throw up oh. it's awful <laughs>
3: oh this I don't know what this is oh
2: Eric's pulling out a couple of cans of something here we go uh,
3: the wild beer company oh yes I love the wild beer salted
2: Co- caramel chocolate milk stout oh that's the one that he, he was telling us about
0: that's it yep yep he got you the two same, cans right? of that
3: they're both the same, but um, yeah, we're gonna keep these here. We're gonna have to chill these and then have them on the next show.
0: Yeah, we will. Yeah, they're they're really good. They are.
2: Yeah, these guys made the uh, that um, that sourdough
0: ale, which I freaking loved. That's it. Yeah, I still haven't been able to get hold of any of those yet. That was so unique. That's cool.
3: Thanks, dude.
0: What else yeah, you those, got, they're they're right. right, I'm opening. I, I, I'm gonna I, open
3: this bag, Eric. Okay, so go ahead and open that. Oh, that is cool. This is something I. No, we're, gonna, cost- we're gonna have to share custody of those. Yeah. well, There we go. <laughs>
2: um, I'm looking at a bunch of Sinclair magazines, <laughs> which, of course, never made it here.
3: Nope. Which is a shame.
2: Crash. Your Sinclair and Ace, which I'm not familiar with Ace.
0: Ace. Ace is a multi format magazine. So okay. they, they covered all the different uh, all the different formats. Man, these are cool. I've got a massive bunch of all those magazines. So yeah. I thought I thought, what else can I put in there that's not gonna weigh quite so much? I thought, yeah, okay, let's let's put some magazines in there because I know you great. I know you collect the crash annuals, so I thought that might go well with that. Well, and I've never seen
3: an actual Crash magazine or your Sinclair. I've never seen an actual one. I've seen no. the scanned in ones. I have the annuals, but I've never seen the actual one.
2: I'm actually going to read these comics and everything that are in here. <laughs> it's so cool. I didn't know there was Will
0: comics you, in. Yeah, so in the Crash one, you should have the Jetman comic, and and they're actually doing a. Uh, I think they've started a Kickstarter for the for an annual, just. Dedicated on the Jetman comic that was really popular back in the day. That's cool. And then I'm looking at this cool little uh,
2: Christmas list of different joysticks. Yep. We've got the, the, the 125 Special, the Comp Pro, the Professional, the Terminator, the Speed well, King the thing- is in here.
0: The thing that's really cool in those is is the adverts um yep. so like they're like you know obviously full adverts for the for the original games um, uh, you know a lot of those ones I collect just because it's got like the ultimate play the game adverts in there, which were you know really really cool. Adverts, and you can just literally—well, not that you'd want to these days—but you used to just literally rip the pages out and stick those up on your wall.
2: <laughs> I mean, these—I I didn't live during the time when we had American Game magazines like this.
3: Yeah, for I'll, microcomputers, but I'll tell you about the because I mean, I did. I had I got Run and Computes Gazette and a bunch of the Commodore ones. four ones. Weren't they
2: all like black and white, and they just had the like, games you had to type in pages, and that's it?
3: Well, they had that, but they had they covered a lot of business stuff as well as a few game reviews and stuff like that. I We really lacked, like, magazines that just covered games, which I would have loved as a kid.
2: Yeah, this is, like, it feels like well, insane. You guys, saying you guys porn, had Nintendo this like, <laughs> Power, didn't you?
1: Yes, we did.
2: Yeah. yeah, I had Nintendo Power. That was a little later, but I definitely had that. Um, and that was, yeah, essentially my version of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see what Eric's opening over here
3: yes it's hard to open but um oh, i didn't I see that this yet. one first before that <laughs> so it has everything ma-
0: every, everything's made it in one piece is it all I okay think so. it's all broken you need to resend it all again <laughs> <laughs> so cody do you know how long that took to get there
2: it's, it's oh. like three days for you yeah <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah
3: no,
0: it was literally like three days
3: i mean it's no exaggeration i was because i it's this package shows up and i'm like Tim just told me he just shipped this.
2: That's
0: how it <laughs> happened when I got that Amiga the 600. Yeah, it was it was literally two days actually because it spent most of the first day still in the in the place where I dropped it off. So Eric is opening a large computer shaped beige I'm to, box I'm device. Trying to do it
3: without damaging it here. One more cut here, and I should.
0: And I know you've been waiting for that bad boy. Yep. It's definitely going to be one for your wedge collection. That is.
2: All right. That's almost not a wedge. That's almost just a brick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so look at that. Try not to let this cord hang because I don't want to. We'll talk
2: that. about it.
0: So here Oh, the keyboard, the keyboard. Yeah, the keyboard.
3: yeah I'm trying oh. to get the tactile, ta- tactile feel. Here. It is the BBC Micro.
0: Yeah, Model 2. <laughs> or Model B. Model, model B, model yeah, B. BBC B, 32K.
3: Do you want to check that out, Cody? The Beeb. Oh, oh that's man. awesome. So uh, in here, in the package too, and I want to make sure I got everything here because there's a lot of uh, p- uh, bubble wrap and stuff, so I want to make sure I yep. don't miss anything. So I, you included the SD2 BBC <clears throat> SD card solution. Oh,
2: that correct. Yeah.
3: future was 8-bit, right? Yeah. Stop
2: dropping stuff, Tim. Sorry,
3: that's my
0: chair.
3: There is a little RF <laughs> modulator converter thing here, the little copper...
0: Yeah. So for the what, video, right? Yeah. So what it is is that oh, yeah. it's got RF on there, which will probably be as much use as half a scissor for you. Um, okay. The RGB output. Um, yes. you'll I can't remember whether you've have you got a solution to convert SCART to your PVR. Yes, to, to the you, PVM. Yep. Absolutely, oh, PVM. Yep. Okay, so you'll be able to get a um, RGB to SCART cable. Um, uh, retro Computer Shackle sell one of those. I think they're about yes. 50, £15, pounds, something like that. But yes. f- f- to get you up and going, I don't know whether you, you may or may not have them there, but there's a BNC socket on the back, which is a video out. And that I've yep. got that little thing twists on there and it just goes to a standard RCA jack. The only problem with that is like the Amiga, it only gives sort of like a mono signal uh but at least you'll be able to power it up um if you can find a way to power it up that is um and you'll be able to get the picture straight out of it um and it gives a nice crisp signal from that but like i say it's only mono you won't get color out of that Uh, no i plan on
3: getting the scart cable i'm all set up for scart so if i can just get a bbc scart cable i think i'm going to be set so i'll look into that soon but in the meantime i do have a way, yeah. We can hook that on there, and I can hook it at least to power it up and get it up and running.
0: Exactly. That's why I thought I'd send that with you because they are any cheap those little things. I thought, yeah, let's let's bung that in. So at least at least you've got that going. So the awesome. SD to SD to BBC. Um, I didn't leave that connected up to the bottom, did I? It was just. No, you've got it wrapped, a separate, wrapped in yeah, a nice static yeah. bag, yep. Okay, so that just fits into the user port. So if you t- flip the beeb over, you'll see yeah. there's lots of different ports at the at the, at the bottom there. Um, yep. And that just slides in and the clips sort of like clasp around it. Uh, the ROM is already fitted inside, so that's the oh, SPI ROM. So that's done. You don't have to worry about that. Um, and then when you turn on the computer, it will um, come up with... Uh, bbc basic um it will show you that the spi rom is active um, those and two beeps just, yeah boob, beep, like that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then all you do is hold shift and break together and then that will restart the computer and then that will auto boot the menu on the sd card and then you've got you've got literally menus and menus and menus of games
3: Oh sweet! You, you so hooked me got, up.
0: Yep. So you have got Bubble Bubble on there. Um, ugh, I mean, it's you know, there's elites on there, revs, classic games, um, Chucky Egg is on there. Um, ugh, it's, there's just loads and loads of stuff to go through. So yeah, and do, yeah,
3: does it take a special joystick? Or is yes, a lot of these yeah. games? Yeah, okay.
0: But but the thing with the Beeb is that joysticks were kind of in the minority certainly to start off right. with so every game is keyboard um you know, no, no matter what it is you know there's a there's an option for keys most of the time there's also an option to redefine the keys so you're okay on that side of things as well um so yeah that's what i realized
3: i didn't know too much about it and then i was reading up on and i was like joysticks seem to not be that popular with the with the beeb
0: yeah, yeah. I, I've got the a joystick. Specky. I've got a lovely joystick around for it, and I just cannot find it. I've got a, the, there's a, a, a brand called Vault Mace. Um, so they're a bit like the Apple II joysticks. So they're obviously analog and a bit, floppy um move in the round uh then they did actually do a competition pro version of the joystick for the bbc which is sort of white uh, white cream color um but you know they're they're really difficult to find nowadays um but yeah i'm I'm trying to track one of those down for myself Um, so i have a
2: couple of concerns looking at this thing yeah number one when i flipped it over a random nut fell out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay Weird, it always makes you wonder yeah just just uh, just the, the nut, um, fell out. Just a nut i don't know why Do You um, think that
0: fell out from the inside
2: i i, I feel like it might have but
0: yeah that there's there's two, two nuts <clears throat> that hold so uh underneath on the front you've got two screws that go up into the into the base of the keyboard and then there's two uh nuts that should be tightened up on there so okay apologies for that hopefully that shouldn't shouldn't be causing too much of a problem
3: oh no i i imagine that's, it just
2: that's <laughs> what
0: happens when you have two day shipping
3: yeah mm-hmm.
2: um, and then the other one is what is this plug <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: I, plan on getting an, I actually meant to get an inverter before but I'll, I'll just have to jump on amazon and grab an inverter
4: yeah
0: because yeah, i was they like i didn't know whether to cut that plug off whether you'd get one which will have that that standard uk three-pin plug on there because it's a molded plug you know yeah. which is original to the bbc i didn't really want to cut it off you know it's like yeah okay well that you know it's yours now you do with it what you want <laughs> no 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 i'm gonna
3: for this particular one i'm gonna Adapt. Adapt it. Because, I mean, like with the ZX Spectrum, I just got a different wall wart that worked. But since this one is built into the system, I'm just going to get an inverter and just live with that.
0: Yeah. 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 It's what what I've done with a couple of things. I've got a um, a 110 to 240 converter, and that, that does does what I need. I think I've got that for the um, American snares that I've got. Um, I just I just use that. I just use the original power supply for it and just plug that in.
3: Awesome. Eric. Yeah, let me try this. Grab a shrimp. Uh, sh- does it taste like shrimp? <laughs> I don't know yet. Oh no.
2: My voice my voice is
0: getting better as we go. No, they they don't taste like shrimp.
3: That's good because I don't like shrimp. I hope they don't <laughs> taste like bananas either.
0: Okay, I, I'm gonna eat this. I'm going
2: for it. It's a foamy shrimp.
3: That's it. good. Reminds me of Easter. It's like an Easter candy.
2: That is weird
3: well i gotta tell you tim thank you i mean this looks like it's amazing it's in the bbc is an amazing shape It's is it's, no, it's, it's a, a good one actually
0: yeah. yeah yeah
3: i'm looking yeah. forward to getting into it i'm gonna get all the parts i need to hook it up and i'm gonna get a scart cable for sure but I'll, in the meantime i am gonna try to fire it up on mono and see how it looks
0: yeah well you know where i am just send me a message or whatever and uh, if you want any help
3: I appreciate it. And you said it would shift break. So once it boots up in the basic, you just hit shift break.
0: That's it. Yep.
3: And then it should just get into the menu for selecting stuff games. on the SD loads card. Games.
0: Loads of games. Loads of games. Yep. <laughs> Very it's cool. going to
3: be cool.
2: I'm jealous. That thing is going really neat. <laughs> I'm going to have to come over and try it. I want to see how that yeah. works.
0: The keyboard feels good, too. looks good. The nice. key- keyboards are so nice on the beat. And even <laughs> the uh, Acorn Electron, because um, that's the kind of like the baby BBC system, the keyboard on that's really nice as well. I it reminds me of the TI-99 for some reason.
3: A little yeah. bit, yeah. It reminds me yeah. of the TRS-R81. It feels kind of the same, too.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: Where's my... I was going somewhere with this. I didn't even get to see the candies. They look so good. I know you got to check these. The, I, don't, I don't think I'm a fan of the shrimp, but they are interesting. They, <laughs> they melt in your mouth. They turn to yeah. like gel in your mouth. <laughs> and they change your voice so you sound super sick. Um, try, it,
0: try a milk bottle.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to do that, too. Um i that. wanted to ask you before we go too much further tim how did you enjoy the pumpkin spice
0: ale yeah uh well i didn't really? howling gorge <laughs> <laughs> no offense guys but that was rank you did try it though oh yeah oh yeah i tried. Um, i i chilled it right down almost as to the point where it was almost frozen <laughs> to see, see that's if that the problem. would help you went in
2: with the wrong mentality
3: I was just telling Cody. I was like, I get only get sick like once every three or four years, and then, but that beer made me it. sick.
0: Yeah, it would do. It would do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, right. I, I had, I had a good, I had a good sip on it, and uh, yeah, and then um, handed it over to my wife, and she tried it, and it's like, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and there are there are pumpkin beers. I love.
3: I mean, yeah. I, there's one over here called Buffalo Bills that makes a really great pumpkin ale, but. That one was not good no, so we're eating just... these milk we just had it we just tried these milk bottles they are weird too yeah it's weird they they're, they're kind of marshmallowy but they don't taste like they've got a mellow milk flavor a very yeah. like, mellow milk flavor yeah which is not something i associate with candy <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, I wish it was my voice. I'm sorry. Cody is my voice, his voice. My voice is going.
3: That'll do it after six hours of talking.
2: Yeah. And milk bottles. And yeah. milk and bottles, drink, yeah. Drink, drink more beer. That'll help. Uh, I'm, I'm doing my best. <laughs> All right, let's, let's fight through the rest of the news <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, let's get there. Eric, I'm going to need you to carry me here.
3: Yep. So the next thing we'll talk about, we don't really need to talk about. Well, the one game that on Neo Geo Pocket Color that I played a lot this month was um, Fossilet? I think that's how you pronounce it.
2: I believe it's a German word, right?
3: Yeah, facile. F a s e l e i. One of the point? reasons
2: I wanted to get the flashcart for the Neo Geo Pocket was so I can try this game.
3: Yeah, have you heard of it, Tim? Is it facile? Facile. It could be. Sure. Let's say it's facile. Facili. Is that like?
2: Is you that... sound smarter, so we believe whatever you say.
0: Tim. <laughs> yeah.
3: Is that? It's, but it, it's not it like it, the al- Italian... it almost
0: sounds. Yeah, I was going to say it almost sounds Italian, doesn't it? Facili.
3: Oh, it probably is. Like the pasta?
2: That
0: Fus- does-
3: Fusilli.
0: Fusilli. When you, you say it that way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fusilli. <laughs> but and anyway, right. it anyway.
3: is a it is a turn-based um, mech strategy game on the Neo Geo Pocket Color. But it's very interesting. Like, you have these things called computer chips that you program ahead of time how your mech's going to walk. So you go, like, left, left, right, forward, 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 or whatever. And then you can, it's like an RPG elements too. So you buy weapons, you equip them on your mech, different buttons map to different systems on the mech that you program. So ahead of time, you tell your mech what you're going to do. So you turn left, go right. Or go left and then forward, 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 forward. Fire your weapon, and it gives you arc like ranges. A programming game, kind of. It's like a programming game. It's a blast. So it's. It, I had to download the manual to kind of figure out how to play it, but it's been a ton of fun. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because that's one game I'm really digging these days.
0: Yeah, it looks really nice. Very anime style. I've got the um got the YouTube video up of it. Seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really so- cool.
3: And I played the SNK versus Capcom, Match of the Millennium, which I won't go into. It's a fighting game. But the reason I wanted to bring it up was for you, Cody, because I know you don't like fighting games that much. Mm -hmm. But this one is very chibi styled. And instead of having to memorize like 20 moves like Street Fighter, these guys only have like four to eight moves. So it's almost like a little trainer for getting into fighting games. If you ever wanted to to learn how to do them, they're a lot more kind of simplistic on, on something Neo Geo Pocket Color. Yeah. Um. Anyway, go ahead, Cody. Next one's
2: yours. <clears throat> I'll try to talk, man. I'm losing it. If
3: you're losing it, I can
2: help out here. Um, so. on the Atari 800,
3: mm-hmm.
2: a game was released called Ray Maze 2000. Okay. It's a Pac Man style maze game. It's very fun. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You're yeah. these little cars.
3: Well, when I saw you loaded it up, I went and downloaded it and played it, and I probably got four or five levels into it, and it's it is it gets challenging, but it's. I beat fun it on game. the
2: easy setting. Yeah. And then I om- here. I almost got through the medium.
3: And I didn't get too far in the medium, but. And I, you can
2: go for score by trying to do it quicker. Yeah. But I just tried to beat the settings.
3: Yeah. So,
2: but,
3: Tim, really do you do you have a uh, an 8 bit Atari machine?
0: I do, but the only thing I'm lacking is um, like an SD solution for it. Um, it's it kind of been on my radar, but it's not one that I've really wanted to pay a, a massive amount of attention. I love the 800XL, um, but the problem is, is it, again, it's limited funds and only so many things that you can actually pump those into. Um, I think uh, MSX is my next one that really interests me more
2: yeah well that's a fun little segue yeah, yeah. <laughs> because a game called excuse me who dares wins uh
0: was remade for the mx msx2 yep so is that is that the game that was originally made on the commodore 64 is it
3: yes is that yeah. what it was okay. yes it is. and yeah. my little story about who dares wins too is i remember the night that i was sitting there on my commodore 64 as a kid and i downloaded that pirated of course no. Um, but it was an NTSC fix, and those were always iffy. Like, is it going to work well? Is it not going to work well? It, it worked fine on my system as a kid, and I loved that. I even liked it better than Commando. Yeah, I liked the music better in Commando, but it was I thought it was a better game. And then later in life, like recently when I got my Commodore 64... Um, I couldn't find the NTSC version of it to save my life. Like, I looked everywhere. Finally, someone sent me a version, and it worked fine. And now I have PAL versions and all that that I can use. But Hooters Win Sue is a great game. So I haven't tried this one yet. Have you done it?
2: I, I I downloaded it, but I've heard great things. I have not pulled my MSX to try it yet.
0: Okay i think they had some copyright issues with that as well didn't they because who dares wins is actually a uh a british film um yes. and i think they had to rename oh, really? it i can't remember what they had to rename it to now but i did yeah. that yeah yeah
3: and the one i played as a kid was who dares wins 2 i don't yeah. know if that's the same as one but that's the one i played on the commerce 64 so it was like a sequel or something
0: yes yeah, kind of like a commando style game isn't it yep
3: exactly yeah. like a commando yeah. style game yeah
0: um talking of commando is it me or is that like the easiest game ever to complete on the commodore 64 that's you that's you because i i I can't play
2: that game for crap
3: (laughs) i think i i as a kid me and my friends beat it but i don't think i've done it as an adult like in recent uh, times
0: I, I, I just got a load of games in the other day, um, uh, uh, Commodore 64 tape stuff, like Bruce Lee and those sort of things, Few few games I was missing. And I got Commando, loaded it up, and just went straight through it. You you were missing Bruce Lee? Yes, I was missing Bruce Lee. Really? Well, the yeah. physical games, right? Physi- physical game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got okay. it on the 800XL, <laughs> but huh. I didn't, didn't have it on the Commodore 64, so I've got now that. that-
2: that um, remastering of Commando, did you play through that too? Uh, not yet, no.
3: Not the remastering over. is really nice. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I downloaded, I was very impressed with the with the kind of visual. Not too many visual upgrades, but the the music upgrade, um, and the little chopper that drops you off in the beginning. I mean, they put a lot of nice little touches into it.
0: Yeah, because that was a lot, a lot on the 16-bit versions, wasn't it? It was on the Atari ST and Amiga, I think. Yep. Cool.
2: Cool. um <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry everybody out there my voice is completely gone yeah um i finished a bunch of games i finished cuphead i finished PictoQuest. quest i talked about a lot of these last month um super life of pixel which is a really fun yeah game we talked about um this is kind of cheating but i I beat that that uh hey. in television advanced dungeons and dragons game on easy and the second difficulty,
3: yeah, and I only did it. I beat it on easy, but yeah. I didn't beat it on the second one. Yeah, uh, I did try that little glitch that someone told us on Twitter.
2: Yeah, you remember go to you the go corner. to the
3: right corner and then you pop up somewhere else, and it works. Yeah, I got it to work. Yeah,
2: did it, was it beneficial?
3: <laughs> sometimes it is. It's like it's like throwing the the dice. Yeah, like you don't know where you're going to end up, but sometimes you're closer. Sometimes you're not. That's
2: funny. Yeah, I also beat um, sub hunt on the in television. Okay. Um, Did we talk about Gato or Bato last time? I think I downloaded it, but did not play it yet. That's right.
0: I seem to remember was, you saying something about it, yeah.
2: Yeah, great little four or five hour Metroid-style game. I highly recommend that on the Switch. And I didn't quite beat Blazing Chrome, but I'm on the last level, and I've only put like an hour and a half into it. It's actually pretty easy. I was kind of surprised. Okay. It's kind of a Contra game.
3: Something else caught my attention. I bought it. Uh, something else caught my attention. I haven't been back to it yet, yeah. but I will.
2: It was fun, but um, and again, I haven't quite beat it yet, but I don't suspect I, I'll spend more than an hour more on it until it's done. Okay. So very short. Yeah. And then, Eric, you you played some games based on recommendations as well.
3: So I, I played Moonlighter based on your recommendation, and I did have a lot of fun with it, and it's basically a rogue kind of... Um, I don't want to say it's a rogue. It's a twin shooter rogue style rogue like style game in I don't like it's, when you the dun- shooter though when you're in the dungeons action what would you RPG say? action RPG okay, I'll give you that um, and then you take your goods back to town, which I thought was a pretty novel thing, and then you have to do some basic uh, Mac micro economics to figure out how much stuff is worth, and you sell them in your shop. And you just kind of rinse and repeat and you upgrade your either shop or your, your weapons or whatever with the raw materials that you get in Moonlighter. And I don't want to talk too much about it because you talked about it when you played the game. And I, I, got, I downloaded it and I enjoyed it very much. But the funny thing is then I went and got um, this game, Everspace.
2: And you got a physical copy here.
3: Got a physical copy of it for the Nintendo Switch. And if you take the dungeon parts of Moonlighter and imagine just doing it in space, like with spaceships, yeah, you basically go around in spaceships, you shoot all the people, um, or you shoot the bad guys. They drop components from their ship that you pick up and you can use to upgrade your ship, or you take the sh- parts back into the space stations and sell them. That's okay. pretty much what Everspace is. <laughs>
1: okay, so cool. But
3: it's not that you don't have a shop or anything, but you... <clears throat> you, It's almost like... And it also has kind of a bit of a flavor of uh, Slay the Spire. So okay. you're like... That's a good thing. Not a card game. Not the card game part, but the part where you're going through... it. The screen almost looks the same. Instead of up and down, it's left and right, but you're going through parts of space to get to the end, mm-hmm. and then you go to the next level. But at each place, you, the enemies get a little harder... So it's it's pretty interesting. I, I wouldn't I'm not going to say it's the best game in the world. It's probably I give it a, probably a 6 out of 10. Yeah. But it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's a pretty cool game. The visuals for space fighting are pretty cool. So it's a little bit reminiscent <sighs> of, Elite, of Elite. Okay. In that aspect. But um, just play Elite Frontier then. Yeah, but this is Everspace Stellar Edition. No, it's not bad. I think if I get more into it it might become a little more interesting. My score might go up on it, but or, anyway. well, of
0: course, you can play Elite on the BBC now.
3: Oh, yes, the, where, where it came from from the beginning, right? Isn't that exactly. the first platform it came out on?
0: It is, yep, absolutely. Yeah. What other BBC originals are there? Um, Repton, the Repton series of games. Uh, Chucky e. Egg, I think, came out on the BBC originally. Yeah. Um, well, so right. there? obviously, there's quite a few Acorn Soft games. Um uh, there's actually one based on a JCB digger. <laughs> that's huh, really random. J-C-B. Yeah, <laughs> uh, magic mushrooms, which sounds really interesting, and that's, that's sounds quite like a- Super Mario World. Yeah, yeah it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's actually a, a platformer. Yeah, that's quite a good one. But it's um it's a single screen platformer. Um, so just ju- jumping up and down on the same level sort of thing. That one. Um, what else is that? Oh, uh, shmups. There's some really good shmups on there, really? and I would recommend. That's surprising. Yeah, Gal Gala Force and Gala Force Two. They are amazing, and you will be so, so surprised at how quick those games are as well. The sprite movement and oh, the BBC is just such an awesome machine for that. It's, it's really, really is good. Sound like they sound like ripoffs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm complete ripoffs. It, yeah. But they are That's brilliant cool. games. Really, really good games. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. super cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, um, oh, oh, just, <clears throat> just as an aside, I noticed no yeah. one's mentioned uh, jetpack this month. We should just bring it up, just to bring it up, you know. You yeah. know. Maybe
3: because your score was so high, none of us can reach it. We didn't, I haven't. I haven't had time to go back, but I do want to try to beat your score. I don't remember what the what what you finally got to, but I'm I'm. I'm ashamed because Jetpack's my jam, so I want to <laughs> represent the U.S. of A here.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. now I'm going to try to make you feel bad, because we did mention Jetpack when we discussed the new Baggers in Space game.
0: Oh, right, What's okay, a, well, I, I thought new, that was next on the list, so it's was kind of like yeah. doing
2: a segue for that. <laughs> a new Spectrum Next game, which I pre-ordered already, Yeah, um, which is Jetpack-inspired. We actually did touch on this already through the news. Um oh, right. I, okay. I, I bought that and Warhawk and Tivarian, T- T- Tivarian, whatever that is. Uh, so I have those on their way, and I and they got Shadow over Hawksmith, the uh, Cthulhu-inspired C64 cool. C- game. Um, I also... This game goes on sale all the time for 99 cents, called War Theater. Have you heard of that, guys? I haven't heard of it. Nope. Um so we got you and I, Eric, were really excited for um, uh, what was that? Advanced Wars game, War, War Groove, War Groove, yeah, and it was like twenty bucks, and we both kind of fell into the same thing where we loved it, and then it got to the point like three hours in, we just got too long to beat yep. a level. That's right. This War Theater game is made by I want to say it's a like a either Russian or Ukrainian development team, but they make all these plague games. Have you heard of like Plague Inc. or Plague?
3: I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it.
2: It's it's really cool art aesthetic, and the games haven't been terrific. Okay, but this game is. Oh um, wow! It's basically Advanced Wars. It goes on sales for nine ninety nine cents. It's a little rough around the edges. Okay, like the GUI's not great. A lot of times you're like, like I can't, you can't figure out, you can't click on your character and see how far every character can attack until you're actually attacking. Yeah. Um, but I've put like five or six hours into this. To war theater. It's, yeah, it's 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 a really cool, advanced wars style game that goes on sale for a buck, um, on the Switch. I would recommend that.
0: War theater. Um, okay. War theater. I'm gonna make up. a note of that.
3: Because I've, yeah. I've been itching to buy some new Switch games.
2: <clears throat> and it's really kind of dark and um, uh, bleak. I guess would be the words. Kind of like dystopian future. Yeah. With these like neighboring. Animals that attack each other. You, you start as a rat queen. Yeah. But anyways, it's uh, dude, it's actually pretty good. I'm 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 enjoying it.
3: We need to wrap this up before Cody completely loses his uh, throat here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've got to get course. going in
0: a minute anyway.
3: So let's see what else do we got here. Um, I Genesis mini update is that I installed the latest version, which allows you to do Sega CD stuff. So on the main GUI, I can launch master system genesis 32x and sega cd games
2: what's that called again the the Uh,
3: software yeah um yes project lunar there you (laughs) go it's getting late here (laughs) (laughs) losing my mind um but i installed that and i got it all dialed in perfectly i can run any four of those games which i think is pretty amazing for a mini i mean yes you can install retroarch but and anyway some of the games that i tried the sega cd games because i haven't really explored that library is the terminator is actually a pretty decent platformer really have you ever played that no it's actually pretty neat it's kind of contra style
2: that's um, my jam right there
3: yep so i thought you might like that and then i also played final fight which i showed you the screenshots and you saw cody on there
0: the best character <laughs> The any best character, video game ever exactly. One i'd recommend on this on the on the sega cd or mega cd is keo flying squadron have you seen that one
3: yes i played that i I, t- I posted some stuff on twitter um it's it's i think you recommended that i think you did tim on twitter yeah, yeah, yeah it
0: could p- be yeah because I, I um when i got my mega cd uh that was one of the first things i fired up that along with um jaguar x tw- xj 220 i love that racing game on the mega cd that's really cool kind of a cool lotus style game yeah that's it yeah exactly yeah yeah it's done, so, I yeah, think it's tim, done by I- the same people magnetic fields that makes sense. Yep. Oh and no, I it's core, it. it's core that one. Yes, the core design. Sorry, my bad.
3: Yep, no, I so I mean, I'm exploring that, and I think there's some pretty amazing games on there from the Sega CD. It's kind of a bummer, it was a failure.
0: <laughs> oh, that's 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 right, yeah, because um, Jaguar XJ220 and Thunderhawk were written by Sarah Jane Avery.
3: Oh, wow, really? yes, okay. yeah, that's yeah. really awesome. Yeah. That's pr- pretty cool news there. That that kind oh, of leads crazy. me
0: into that leads me into one one of the last things that I've got is that um, it, I don't think it's don't think it's arrived yet. But um, I've been talking to Sarah Jane, and she hasn't got a real Commodore sixty four to develop on uh, to to run testing stuff on. Um, so I've really? sent her a Commodore sixty four C, and uh, Rods donated her an SD to IEC. Um, She's going to be using some of that stuff to, to um,
3: where is she located?
0: uh, She's in sort of like the uh, Eastern side of England. Uh, Oh, wow.
3: Okay. So the PAL stuff's all going to work out well for her. And then NTSC NTSC,
0: it looks like she's actually getting that all sorted now. So uh, because she's, we appreciate that. yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because she's going over with the cartridge, uh, for development for, is it soul, soul force or I can't remember the name of the game now. Um, but that yeah, that, that's going to be a big shooting map. I think that's going to be a 512 K that one, oh,
2: that game looks awesome. It yeah. does. Absolutely it? Yeah, awesome. it just it looks, looks amazing. amazing.
0: Um, so yeah, so that's literally, I sent that Saturday, I think. So that might be with her today. Um, so yeah, looking, looking forward to her getting that and, uh, yeah, she'll be able to use that 64 and, uh, D- develop games and test them out on that so that's really cool that it's very cool well, hopefully right, okay guys up. i've got to get a move on yep
2: feel free to do so okay <laughs> i'm right behind you
3: we're 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 wrapping this up very quickly here because okay. i gotta get home too it's almost midnight cool all right okay well, thanks th- guys thanks tim for stopping in. and hey, hey thank you very much for the bbc micro it and looks the amazing snackies. and the candies and the magazines I- i'm really looking forward to digging in this and we're going to drink that beer next episode
0: excellent my pleasure guys all right have a good one right on. thanks okay. a
3: lot tim cheers bye so cody has lost his voice here so we're gonna wrap up this episode it's but- gone <laughs> yeah <laughs> but Coming up here right now is an interview with uh, Patreon supporter Matthew Ackerman. Uh, I think you'll find it interesting. So let's get that going.
1: It's interview time!
3: This is Eric, and we are doing this month's uh, Patreon supporter interview or discussion. And this month I have Matthew Ackerman who uh has been a supporter for I think quite a few months, right, Matthew?
4: Yeah, I've been a supporter for quite a few months. Uh shortly after I discovered the uh podcast, I thought uh something worth uh worth uh, supporting on Patreon.
3: Well, we really appreciate it. Um uh, and I I'm always fascinated to hear some of the history and story behind our uh supporters or any really any listener um, but I think this is kind of a nice little forum to do so. Um, so let's start off with, uh, some of your history. What is your gaming history?
4: Well, uh, I think most of my gaming history starts back in the 1980s when I was young, obviously in our family, uh, we had, uh, a big old, uh, console television, of course, back then, uh, without cable, you know, no cable television in our hometown as of yet in the early eighties. We had Atari 2600 hooked up to it. So the old, uh, you know, wood, uh, uh, faux wood uh, 2600, bunch of games for that. And then eventually in the late 80s, we got a uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. I remember vividly getting that for Christmas one year. And my brother and I played that for many years. And uh, that's kind of where everything started off. And then it kind of snowballed from there. And then I hopped from console to console to console and some more successful than others, obviously. And also, you know, computer gaming. I was big into computers. Uh, What was your first computer at home? First first computer was a uh, IBM 286. Oh, nice. So we had a 286. I remember going to a uh, place called a business service, a service merchandise, sorry, a service merchandise, which was a chain of stores. I don't know if any of your listeners will know, uh, it was least in the Midwest. So service merchandise, you would actually go and it was like kind of a showroom, almost like a Sears. And all the merchandise was out there, but only as floor models. And you'd go and you'd get a tag. So you'd pull the tag and then you'd go. And this was for everything in the store, not just computers. And you'd take the tag into the back and you'd give the tag over and you'd pay for it. And then there was like must have been a warehouse behind the, the area there. And everything would come out on a conveyor belt eventually. And that's where you. Oh, wow. Stuff and, I, I never
3: heard of that. I mean, I remember
4: the tags at Toys R Us,
3: but that's pretty interesting.
4: Yeah, this was this was kind of like the electronics at Toys R Us, but for absolutely everything. I remember we bought like a telescope there one time and the original 286 we bought there. And I think that 286 had, you know, le- had like a megabyte of RAM, something like that. And it, it ran at like 20 some, you know megahertz i think i overclocked it or something at some point it was uh yeah it was it was an old thing i just remember had like the ability to run like cga ega and hercules and i think even vga graphics i just remember it was a beast of a computer and i eventually then upgraded uh several years later obviously to a 486 And uh, that was kind of a different thing. I'd gone from the DOS environment over to Windows 3.11, I think, for work groups is what it came with back then. And uh, I remember this is back in the day when, like, I mean, obviously computers were kind of like pieces of furniture. And I remember my mom made a uh, made a dust cover for it and the dot matrix printer inside it. So there was like a, a fabric dust cover that went over the thing and kept it, I guess, kept it from having to be dusted. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that computer served me for a long time. I played uh, XCOM on that computer. I played Doom on that computer. Quake was on that computer. And then eventually I moved over to some laptop computing and laptops went with me to college. And then eventually I went back to the to the desktops. And, you know, a lot of early experience, you know, with the Internet in the 90s and using uh, BBSs in the 90s before the Internet kind of came to my hometown there were dial-ups, you know, you'd dial into a BBS and play like a MUD or something like that. Yeah. So allow that. No, I remember effect. those days clearly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Did to you, think um, on it? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's funny to think back on it now, you know, and how limited things were back then, and, you know, how kind of email on the, on the BBS just, you know, was kind of like only internal to the BBS, you know, there wasn't a wider network those things were hooked up to.
3: Right. Yeah, I, I I lived on BBSs when I was in the in the 80s, pretty much in the 85 to 92, 93. I I that's all I did was was go on BBSs and download tons and tons and tons of pirated games that I never played. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I was too busy being on BBSs. Oh yeah. Um but uh did you have siblings that you played like the Atari
4: and NES with? Oh yeah. Uh, my sister is almost, she's closer to like 10 years older than me, but my brother is three years older. So of course we'd play the NES and I, I still remember we'd play the NES and I was a big duck hunt fan. Yeah. Well, I'd play duck hunt and he would play Mario brothers, super Mario brothers. And uh, I just remember him getting very frustrated. He would got to the very end level of super Mario brothers and he couldn't be, he couldn't get past Bowser. And I remember saying, oh, I'll try it. You know, and I'm like eight at the time. And I take the controller from him and I just hold down the speed button and I ran through that entire last level. And just as it's coming to Bowser, I just hit the jump button at the right minute, completely hurled, you know, hurtled Bowser and hit the hit the axe. Right. He hit the game in one go. And I, he was just he looked at me. I don't think he ever went back to that game after that. He just looked at me. He was so upset. He was defeated. Yeah, He was, he was defeated. <laughs> So that was like my that was like my champion prowess. I was like, oh, I beat my older brother, you know. And, Do you remember what your favorite game was on NES? Uh, well, I mean, originally it was Duck Hunt, and I, okay. I remember I remember uh, you know Game Pro magazine or not Game Pro. Uh, sorry, uh, Nintendo Power used to publish high scores for games in the back of it, right? Yeah. And uh, I remember seeing back there like the high score for like Duck Hunt was like I don't know like. I want to say like 998,000 or whatever points. It was something like that. And I remember I played Duck Hunt on my old CRT TV and I played it and I played it and I was like, I'm going to beat this and I'm going to take, cause back then you had to take like a picture of the screen. Yeah. You had to send the picture in to like, you know, validate that you got it. Cause nobody recorded obviously. And I remember I got it up to like 995,000 or whatever it was, you know, and got it up to the nine and I beat it. And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go a couple more screens, just a couple more and I get up to like the 999,000, whatever it was, and then the score rolled over to all zeros because it, uh, didn't, it couldn't go to a million.
0: And I just remember
4: like throwing the gun down, and just being so upset because I was like, well, <laughs> I to take a picture of this, but how are they going to know? You know, there's like, oh, yeah, I'm over a million points or whatever it was. And I just like, yeah, I think that kind of soured me a little bit on that. But sure. after that, the uh, the original Legend of Zelda, I think I I love to play that game. Yeah. Have you been? Having, have you revisited it in the oh yeah, modern recently, times? Actually, recently I, um, I I got it on the Wii Virtual Console, and I yeah. played it a little bit on the Wii Virtual Console. I remember that, and then uh, uh, more recently, I got. Uh, I have a DS Lite, you know, one of the old Nintendo DS's, and
1: mm-hmm.
4: I got the. Uh, I think it was called NES Classics cartridge for the Game Boy Advance. That had, uh, because it had the N- the DS Lite had backwards compatibility with the GBA, which I never owned. But I went online to like GameStop and I picked up the Legend of Zelda cl- as an NES classic for that. And yeah, I've just been hammering my way through that. Like whenever we go on travel, I'll like take it with me and I'll just kind of, you know, beat a dungeon or two when we're on the road, things like that. So it's kind of fun. It's, it really holds up well. And I really love that game. I just remember how defeated I was when I, you know, I played that game when I was young and I beat it. And this was, like, well after the fact. And it was the gold cartridge and everything. Yeah, And I was really excited because I heard that it was kind of like I came to those those games kind of late, like in the late 80s. You know, those games have been out for a while. And I saw, oh, there's a Legend of Zelda 2. And it's like it was not in the stores anymore. It was, like, nowhere to be found. And, uh, you know, somehow I found out that FAO Schwartz in New York was still selling this thing. I don't know. I must have seen a catalog or something don't know how i saw it but i sent away to fao schwartz to to buy this game and it came and i plug it in and i play it and it was a totally different kind of game and i was just like oh it's like i wanted like Zelda. i wanted like you know zelda the lost levels you know i wanted like right original super mario brothers the lost levels i just wanted a, a continuation of zelda with different dungeons and I was just like, I played it for a little while, and I didn't really get the blocking mechanics and things like that and how the magic worked. And I, I never revisited that, and I think I probably should, but I really like that kind of top-down three-quarters, whatever, isometric, not isometric, but that perspective that the original Zelda had. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Do, so do you have any modern consoles?
4: Do you, are you, do you oh, participate yeah. in the modern console gaming these days? Sure, sure, uh, yeah. Which I mean, ones do you have? The modern consoles that we have, we have uh, the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got that maybe a year or two ago, and then this year for Christmas, I got my wife a Nintendo Switch. Oh, not nice! The, yeah. Not the new one, but the the older one that came with like the Mario Kart, you know, Eight Deluxe or whatever. Yeah, because we had both been, you know, uh, let's say teenagers in the '90s, and so. Nintendo 64, for me, it was Nintendo 64 is where I came to the Mario Kart, you know, region, because I never had a Super Nintendo. Okay. I was a, I was a Sega Genesis guy. I had Sega Genesis. And then, mm-hmm. I, then I had Atari Jaguar. and really uh, nice. Sega CD, too. And so I had Sega Sega CD and Atari Jaguar before I moved on to PlayStation 2. But I never owned PlayStation or the uh, Super Nintendo. So, for Super Nintendo, I never experienced things like Super Mario World. I never experienced, you know, the Mega Man, I think X games were on there, things like that. But I had had a Nintendo 64, so I I knew Super Mario Kart 64, or Mario Kart 64, I guess was what it was called. And she had played Super Mario or Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart on the original SNES. And, uh, so we got this and we're like playing against each other and she's playing, she's unlocking all the cups and doing all the different speed levels and things like that. So we're really enjoying it. It's a, it's a fun game to play and we, we only play against each other. We don't play online. I'm sure it has online functionality, but we don't do that.
3: Yeah. I don't play online much anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the, I'm, I don't like getting defeated and then getting sworn at by a bunch of uh, little kids.
4: <laughs> yeah. You know, I tried uh you know, a couple of years ago, going back to like a first person shooter. Mm-hmm. My first person shooter experience was like Doom, Doom 2, Hexen, Quake, Quake 2, things like that. And maybe a little bit of Halo yeah. because a buddy had an Xbox back in the day. And I, the, just the Twitch, you know, the Twitch, uh, you know, nerve response that you need and how fast the kids are nowadays. It's just, it's not compatible with me being, you know, 40 years old now. And so. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I gave that well, up a long time ago. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: Uh, do you have any favorite oh. games on the Switch so far? Yeah, Switch so far. Uh, like I said, I really like the Mario Kart um, mm-hmm. game. And I'm just, I've am just i just cracked open Luigi's Mansion. Okay. Uh, I think it's Luigi's Mansion. It's, it's the new yep. one, the Switch one. Luigi, so I really Luigi's like Mansion 3, I think it is. Yeah, that I think that's the one. Yeah. Um, I really like that because I'm, I'm a real fan of like Disney's uh, The Haunted Mansion. Yeah so i've been to both haunted mansions the one disneyland and disney world i didn't happen to get to those until i was older in life but big fan i remember i used to watch like the you know the old disney previews and they would show that and i was always excited to go there and this game of like luigi and it's almost like you're inside the haunted mansion you know it's cartoony it's got a little bit of jump it's got you know the fun kind of ghosts in it yeah so it's a really it's a fun game to play and i'm i'm enjoying it and then I picked up a bunch of games around Christmas time and I've kept them all in shrink and I'm kind of like doling themselves out to me, you know, as we go along. I figure, you know, we got a bunch of these games that we got on sale, but I don't want to have this huge like selection of library to go through. And I'm also working, you know,
3: yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. No, I was going to say, as you know, like uh, Cody and I are big fans of the switch. Like I, I, I don't think I, boot up my Xbox, but once every month or so, and it always has a bunch of updates. And yeah, I, I'm just tired of that. It's kind of refreshing. I really, I really think the Switch, because I wasn't a big Nintendo guy um in the past, and I just think the Switch is such a great platform. I mean, I and I like the full one where you can dock it and use it on the TV or use yeah. it on the on to go. And we've taken it on trips. It's just so versatile. I, I mean, I'm loving it. and all the indie games on there. It's just. I found so many great little cheap indie games
4: that are amazing. Sure. Yeah, their eShop looks amazing. I've scrolled through a lot of those games, and I've just been, like, overwhelmed, you know? Yeah. Some, something in me makes me want to have physical cartridges. Yep. Because, I, you know, I've been through the thing where the system, you know, dies, and then if you haven't downloaded the game or have it currently on the system, then you just don't have access. Like the Wii, you know? It's like... yeah. You know, you bought a bunch of games for the Wii, but the Wii internal storage at the beginning, obviously, before they had the SD card access, I think, was so limited. You had to kind of swap things in and out. Yeah. And towards the end, I wasn't getting on the Wii all that much. And then they turned off the shop. And now it's like, well, I bought games, but I have no access to them.
3: Are you you Um, big into, like, modding your devices? Like, I I know I modded my Wii a a while back where I could just kind of put games on it. I didn't have to use the shop anymore. Have have you done
4: mods on consoles or anything like that? um I, i've done some mods on consoles and i've seen the the mod for the wii and i've gotten everything i need to do that i just haven't done it yet
0: because there's a lot of
4: like interesting games they released as kind of like wii only online wii games mm-hmm. only like yeah. the yeah. castlevania remake that they did the like remastered i think i can't remember what the name of it was but they did like a remastered castlevania it was kind of a wii only exclusive they've never released anywhere else and then um, they did one called like Space Invaders Strike Back or something like that. That seems really interesting, and it was something I wanted to look at. You're like a little spaceship flying around, and all the little original pixelated Space Invader guys you can send them out to like attack different things. And you're in like, kind of a, a 3D world. It looks really interesting. Apparently, it, it had some sort of cult following back in the day. It was like a five dollar, you know, just kind of like filler game somebody, that they released. You know, Taito must have released it. But, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it looks really interesting. I want to get a hold of that. Um, I have modified... Uh, let's see, what did I modify? I modified the uh, C64 Mini. Oh, yeah. So I went and did that so I could, you know, add games to it and start playing those. Of course, I'd heard a lot about the C64 Mini from you guys, and that's what really struck up my interest in that, because I had never played like Amiga or Commodore 64. I've been mostly a PC guy and console guy in the past, but... Something about the way you talked about Space Taxi. I was like, I was really intrigued. Yeah, I love Space Taxi. <laughs> oh, I downloaded it, and I was so... I was like, oh, it was like, this is something I love to do. It really reminded me of Lunar Lander. Yep, absolutely. And so I, I got that, and then, of course, I had to go out and get some uh, actual uh, game pads that would work with the... Uh, it, because that joystick that comes with the C64 Mini is just terrible.
3: It is, and I, I talked about that, I think, on the show not a few it was quite a few episodes back where I talked about I tried a bunch of different game pads until yeah. I finally found a couple that mapped the buttons correctly to some of the menu options and it wasn't easy. But I, I guess the release of the sixty four, the the C sixty four, which is the full size one, yeah, mm-hmm. it also has new joysticks that are micro switch.
4: So yeah, I saw online, yeah,
3: and you should be able. To, those will work on the mini as well so i'm thinking even if i don't get the full-size one which i probably will but if i don't i'm probably going to grab at least a joystick yeah because um, it's i i do like the i like using joysticks over game pads on something like c64 games because it's what i have nostalgia
4: for sure yeah i've been picking up a few of the uh you know retro mini consoles i've got the nes classic mini i've got this the snes mini classic the genesis mini Um, and the, uh, now the, uh, the C64 mini, those are kind of the mini ones that I have. The the one console I really regret not having anymore is my original Sega Genesis.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, the only two consoles I ever got rid of were my uh, Atari Jaguar and my Sega Genesis and all the games for those, except for one game for the Atari Jaguar, which somehow escaped the purge yeah
3: that's too bad the jaguar is pretty sought after these days (laughs) i know cody just got one not too long
4: ago it's amazing because i was an early adopter i i got it i was excited for it and i got it back in the day and almost nobody had it. i had one friend in high school who had it and we both basically had all the same games because there were only like five or six good games on that entire console really and i mean you know there might have been some more that we can get around to but there was a lot of garbage on that system and no. I don't want to say nobody, but there were a lot of diehards for it back in the day. But nobody was excited about that console except for the real diehards. And even I kept, you know, the Sega Genesis around because there was obviously just a lot more plentiful games and stuff. And like I said, for the for the Jaguar, I would say like you know had like Iron Soldier and you know Alien versus Predator, obviously, and Doom and you know those were in Tempest two thousand which Tempest two thousand was the game that I loved the most and probably Aliens vs Predator was the second most played game in my house for that but yeah and I, I wish I wish I just had that console back just for Tempest two thousand. Yeah. And even I know Coke, spoiler, it was it was so good with the joypad it just it was so good. Yeah. Cody said he really
3: liked Doom on there. He said it was a good version. I think he beat it yeah. on there.
4: Yeah Doom Doom was really good and it was it was interesting. It had the little keypad at the bottom with the keypad overlays, and I remember the overlay went on there and had all the uh, had every uh, button was a different weapon.
3: Yeah, that so it would made be handy. Working
4: immediate between the weapons. Yeah. So you didn't have to cycle through or anything like that. And then eventually, you know, they released the six button controller for it. You know, the advanced one. And eventually, it's just like it died. You know, it died. The Jaguar CD came out. Those were barely out for a while. A few games came out for that, and then it passed away and. Like I say, between that and my Genesis, I though really just regret not having the Genesis anymore. But yeah. I got one of those AT games uh, Genesis, you know, little 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 micro consoles that they released with a bunch of games on them. Yep. And I got the one, you know, many years ago, the one that had the Genesis cartridge slot on the top, so it actually accepts cartridges now. Yeah. So I, saw, I, I remember up, seeing those. Yeah. So I can hook that up to a, my our modern TVs through an adapter, and um, I recently got Xenocrisis. Crisis. Which yeah. was the kickstarted, I think, game that came out. So it's a it was available on the Switch and like the Xbox 360 and stuff. But I got the the cartridge version of that for the Genesis because I specifically wanted to play a brand new Genesis game, you know, in 2019 at the time. And
3: no, it's amazing. And I I got it on Switch, but I thought about getting it for the Genesis as well. I just played it and thought it was great, but just never got around to to buying it on the Genesis. Um, well,
4: I'll tell you, I've. I've got it on the Xbox three, six or Xbox one. Sorry, as well. And that's the way to go. The modern consoles are the way to go on it because it's a twin stick shooter. Yeah. And using buttons and a joypad for that kind of thing is difficult. It, um, yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't
3: remember the game. I was just playing a game uh, with using a gamepad t- and it was a twin stick thing. And you just had to use the buttons. It, oh, it was on the DS. It was uh geometry
4: wars on the DS. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yep. And, uh, it, I've got it's that. Better on the, it's better on the 360, because that's where I originally played that game.
4: Yeah, I remember playing playing that one. What I would do is I, I used the stylus at the bottom. I think the stylus controlled where you fired and the joy pad the joy uh the pad controlled where you moved.
3: Yeah, I, th- I saw that. I I I I happened to be in the car waiting for my kids to get off of their sports stuff and uh I I didn't have the stylus with in, in the things that kept yeah. coming out. But True. I'm gonna have to try that. So let yeah. me get to quick yeah. questions. Yeah, so we're I- gonna get we're going to, like, I'm going to throw at you a couple of quick questions that, like we had in the show and see how you answer these. Okay. So the first one is is one of, one of my favorite questions we've always had is, if you could eliminate, if, or you had to eliminate all either 8-bit or 16-bit games from existence, which one would you eliminate?
4: 8-bit or 16-bit. Hmm.
3: So it'd be like a difference, like either wipe out all the NES games or wipe out all the Genesis style games, all of 8-bit or all 16-bit?
4: I suppose if I had to, I'd probably wipe out the 8-bit games. Okay. And I'd say that because the 16-bit games, um, it really was a generational shift, right? When you went from 8-bit to 16 you really saw the difference. I mean, I agree the control, even in the control style and the, the size of the games increased exponentially. The, the graphics, the size of the sprites, the depth of the games, the control methods, because now you had, you know, three or eight buttons, whatever it was now, depending on your controller, your original controller and uh, the NES, while it has some really classic games that I love and games I've gotten back to on the NES mini like Metroid and, you know, the original Super Mario Brothers and Zelda, it just didn't match the depth. And yeah. uh, and there's a lot of junk and at both levels. I'm not going to say that there's not. But now when you go from a console, you know, generation to generation, like, even like Xbox 360, let's say to Xbox One, although the graphics have changed, the the, the types of games that they can do has not really changed. It doesn't feel like, there's no generational shift, it's just hey, we've, we're have we throwing more polys at you, or hey, we've gone from 1080 to whatever, you know, P. And it's like, yep. that's, that's nice. Or we've integrated our online functionality, and it's, that's gotten better. Or, you know, those, those types of things. And while I'm not knocking any of that stuff, it's like I've had that for 10 years now. Right. But no, we, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. We, I mean,
3: I think that – I mean, I would – just because of nostalgia, I'd probably keep 8-bit. but. Sure but I totally agree with you like uh, there's not like when I boot up my Xbox 360 and play games on there I don't notice a giant shift in quality going no. to the Xbox
4: one no and the Xbox one has like backwards compatibility and I bought on the Xbox one I bought uh, Panzer Dragoon orta for Xbox 360 and I just play it on my Xbox one and I'm like yeah I mean this this is just as good as any Xbox you know one game for just like yep. a real shooter type thing and it's like yeah, no, I mean, the graphics are a little rougher around the edges and things like that, obviously. But yeah, no, I mean, you don't you don't know. You're not like, well, this couldn't have possibly been done on the Xbox 360. Right. There's plenty of stuff on the Sega Genesis where like the master system was not going to hack it. That's and, right. The NES was not going to hack it. It's like take Street Fighter 2 and and port it back to the NES. And while they, I think they did do a Street Fighter 2 on the NES, I've never really seen it, but I've heard of something like that. There's just no way that with two buttons versus the six or eight buttons and the processing power, there's no way that would have happened, worked out in any good way. Right. Yeah.
3: So the, my last quick question is, if you had the chops, the programming skills to make your own game, whether it's modern or a retro game or whatever, what genre of game would you make? Like a genre like shmup, uh, first person shooter, um, whatever the genre, what, what genre would you want to program?
4: I don't know what I would program. I, you know, so the one thing though, the one genre like I say that I've loved ever since the eight bit era, is that kind of action RPG. I guess. Yeah. So that's that's the way I refer to the uh, the Legend of Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda.
3: Yeah, I'd call that an action RPG because you that's swing awesome. swords as the little character and you level the uh, guy
4: up. You gain equipment. You do all that stuff.
3: So yeah, I think I picked that. I think that's on the show. I think I picked um, RPG. I think I picked action RPG in particular. I think.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember, but I would say, I would I would pick that because I would love to see a remastered version of the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah. With the second quest, which you get after you beat it the first time around, but that, or I think they might call it the master quest, but the second quest. But that second quest to be like a completely like different, like you're transported to a different, you know, map, different, not Hyrule, but a different place. And I would, I would just love to see that here in the modern day. And I'm amazed, I'm really amazed. And I don't know if this exists, but I've never heard of it, That they have not taken the original Legend of Zelda and remastered it for a modern console. I mean, what I was, I'm super hopeful that they might do that because um, one game I loved on my original Game Boy was link's awakening yeah and they've taken that and they redid that on the nintendo switch and they remastered it and created it and i look at that and i have not bought it yet yet right but man if they could just do that for the original legend of zelda that would i don't know that would just blow my mind and i would love you know i'd love to be involved in that sort of thing
3: yeah that would be cool i i i think the same thing like i i wondered why they picked link's awakening to do the first to do first yeah. but i bet with its popularity there's i i can't i have to think that they're going to continue to do that
4: yeah i think i think while i while i love the original legend of zelda i think the only reason I, i'm sure that they chose link's awakening was because it is a much bigger journey than the original legend of zelda it feels yeah. bigger you have more options it wasn't really like a a sequel to the legend of zelda it was more of a sequel to the uh, uh link to the past, right? I mean, or not even a sequel, but it was like a, it was a a descendant. It felt like a descendant of a link to a past because of the abilities that you had and all that stuff. And while I would love them to remake the original Legend of Zelda, I would love them to take the original Legend of Zelda and just make it bigger. I mean, even if, hey, if you want to take a link to the past and you want to make it in the style of the uh, remastering of, you know, what they just did uh, the way they just did, uh, the, uh Link's Awakening. I'd I i do not know. I think that would sell a ton. I just can't yeah. imagine it wouldn't. Me too. So I'm gonna wrap this up, but
3: uh can I can I uh tell people where to reach you on Twitter? It's it's your handle is what what is it? Uh, at Meeple Bumper? At,
4: at Meeple, Meeple Bunker. At <laughs> Meeple Bunker, yeah. M-E-E-P-L-E B-U-N-K-E-R. I'm a big board game fan. I usually all I tweet about on my on my uh uh, Twitter account is basically typically just board games or video games, so that 's what you 'll see on there it 's probably seventy five percent board games twenty five percent uh twenty five percent video games uh,
3: yeah, Cody and I are big board game fans too oddly enough we 've never played board games together, but we, we each of our houses has a
4: ton of board games and oh yeah. uh, I have a room dedicated to board games in my house. That was one of the rules when we were getting a new home. That I kind of sat down for my wife I said well, we'll get a new house but I go I want to have a room dedicated to my board game hobby and she's awesome she took the rest of the, the rest of the house and I get that room and I got the board game there <laughs> and it's just beautiful shelves everywhere and too many games that I never get to play all the time but uh, like I said a couple weekends ago we played Twilight Imperium 4 for the first time this year and that's always a good gigantic game to haul out to intimidate everybody it's uh, great yeah
3: all right, cool. Well, thank you again. And we really, Cody and I both really appreciate your support. And um, thank you for taking the time today to to
4: get this down. Hey, no problem. And like I say, I love the podcast and I'm happy to support. And hopefully people out there who are listening right now and they're not contributing, maybe they consider supporting too. And they'll get to do a fun little interview like this and talk about all their all their recollections that nobody will be interested in. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Eric. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
3: So that was the interview with Matthew Ackerman. Thank um, you, sir. And we do appreciate his patronage. Patreonage. Yeah, definitely. And uh, found it pretty interesting about his childhood gaming.
2: And if you guys want to be interviewed on the show, pay us money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> pay to play. Pay to play. So anyhow, we need to rate this beer.
2: This beer is, uh, it's a sour, so
3: I like it. Yep. So out of sixty oh, yeah. raspberries, I'm going to take
2: advantage of my low, that's sick right. voice Berry right now. white This beer is delicious.
3: So let's talk about uh, out of sixty raspberries. What would you rate this?
2: I like it. It's a good sour. I enjoy sours. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite sour, so I'll give it fifty. Fifty out of sixty. Five zero out of six zero.
3: I actually love raspberry flavor. So well, that's a plus for you. I'm going to say, I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give this, uh, you know what? I think it's about a 50. I think we're in there unison. I think we're in sync. Ooh. So, anyway, that's going to bring us to the end of this show. Cody is losing his I was uh, going to
2: sing some in sync, but that's not yeah. going to happen right now.
3: Cody is losing his voice, so we're going to wrap this up. Um, anyhow, so I guess the only thing left to say is
2: <laughs> it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore And you can also follow Eric at Dubproject. That's D U H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball 49. That's O D D B A one one four nine. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com.